BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Jordan Grace and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Hey folks, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm James Boyder, here me have Rich Lada, what's going on man? Chilling, man. Just um, fresh off, you know, the NBA playoffs weekend and uh, lots of news in the world of wrestling and uh, seeing all this AI taking over the music. Yeah, that's been a thing. And, you know, I, I, you knew it was coming. Um, there are people on, on Twitter speculating that, like, you know, like the recording industry is going to, like, you know, s- dispatch the lawyers in a way we haven't seen since Napster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to like, you know, come up with the reasoning or the argument, the legal argument that like, you know, an AI voice uh, of a rapper or artist that belongs to to your record label is like off limits. That that's like stealing from you, and it's like that's not the same exact thing as like you know interpolation or or sampling. Maybe I'm, it's the case where, like, remember how AJ Styles was like, Vince McMahon owns this face? Like, the label owns that voice. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it has something tied to tied to that. I'm just interested to see, like, once they make that argument and, and like, if they win, what then that also unlocks elsewhere as far as, like, other places, as far as those kind of deals. It, it's going to be interesting. Like, they might be, like that might like open us un- unintended consequences elsewhere that they weren't expecting just to stop try to tamp this down. Yeah, man, um, I've been I've been listening to this um 
to this Drake and the Weekend song because oh it actually sounds like them. Um, and it was by some dude named like Ghost Rider or whatever. Yeah. And I actually um, had pulled it up to show Catherine. I was playing on Spotify. Uh-huh. Hey, you ain't that shit. And I was listening to it earlier today on Spotify. Pulled it back up probably about seven o'clock. That shit was gone. So you had to find it somewhere else it's on YouTube. TikTok's overrun with all of them. Yep. Um, this is like, you know, I, I saw a really interesting comment uh, from somebody. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I was like, either Drake's going to come across that guy and he's going to hit him with a lawsuit or he's going to give him a job. One, one of the two. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. If you haven't heard it, uh, it's called like Heart on My Sleeve. Yeah, I heard um, it. I, I heard like Drake's part mostly and a little bit of the weekend part. Uh, whatever. Like the, the thing that, that I found most uh, insulting was like. 20 the, viewers. The, appreciate the, y'all. Oh, the, the thing that I found most like, I guess, insulting would be like. That ain't no young Metro beat. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bro, I heard the beat. I was like, no. Nah. This is really kind of, I, I, I thought it was kind of right. No, 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 like, the beat's fine, but that's not nothing he'd make. Or yeah, nothing that yeah. he would like land on somebody. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard him use a piano. Right. So. It's, uh, it's kind of uncharacteristic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, ain't nobody AI in my shit yet. So um, I, I ain't really worried about it. Um, so y'all can uh, keep person Dream Machine Act Two. All that did a live uh, from the desk with it uh, performance. So much in the way Paul George said he was from the logo with it. I'm from the desk with it. Um, so did a whole live performance. Popped out on the YouTube. Did a uh, video chopping up uh, Anita Baker. Uh, caught up in the rapture of love. Uh, that is going pretty crazy. Uh, Black Saber Junior. The AI O and R show is going to be crazy. Once we figure that out, right. we ain't even got to show up on Mondays. We we can just be like, yep, yeah, we we just gonna gonna run this shit and then turn the video off and uh and let it go. What 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 do y'all in the comments think the uh, the AI O and R show would be like? Oh man, that's that's gonna be wild. Because like I'm like. There's enough audio of James and I on the internet. I'm sure somebody can link up an O and R bot. Like just wait until they start, like you know, AI generating like you know fake news clips of like I don't know Tucker Carlson saying something that he didn't actually say, or or saying for Rachel Mad- uh, Maddow or or um, Don Lemon. I think that's, honestly, I think that's already here. Yeah, but it's it's easy. It's still not uh, sophisticated enough to not be able just to spot like just after like you know five seconds that is fake. Adam, I mean, like the, the ones where it's the like O&R, the O and R bot burying Cody. <sighs> <sighs> uh, never count out Chris Jericho from Rich. That sounds a bit off. Yeah. Lots of bits. It's yeah, like the one the thing that I'm really worried about is like the like somehow somebody gets a hold of like somebody's news feed and then like <laughs> some, like some broadcast channel's news feed or or, or or TV feed and then like pumps in like a fake presidential address, the address a nation, <laughs> and like it's it's fake Biden or fake whoever in in the Oval Office and it's real and it's saying something that's not actually true. Like that's it's gonna happen, you know. And then, like, you know, the real thing is like, 
what'll really get everybody and I tell you about this off air, but like what will get people like, you know, kind of uh have you know, get get their shit together when it comes to this AI shit being a problem is like when they start having like famous dudes being being AI fake porn. Like that's going. Mm-hmm. That's when people will be like, or or, or, or like right, AI man, gay porn. That's stop. when it'll be like, they'll be like, oh no, now we understand that 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 women's faces that aren't actually in this stuff. In this stuff is bad. <laughs> that's what that's when they'll understand it. They'll get it, man. Before it'll be like, well, I don't understand the problem. I don't get it when I see these idiots online saying that stuff. It's like, okay, all right. When they take your name, when they take your name, image, and likeness and put it on some on somebody getting their back blown out, you'll understand then. You'll understand then. Um, couple of different comments. A retrogram Dr. Joshi Stardom match of the week segment. Um, Dylan says that has that is already happening. James Oof. apparently. Um, Seamus Nova says the overwhelming meat era of AI finna go wild. Oh my god! <laughs> I listened to this shit back twice while I was walking through uh, Philippi Park. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, like I normally, I'm walking down that trail, right? Like I'm just trying to keep eyes forward, just straight ahead. Person going by me this way, I'll you know throw a uh, you know throw a hand up as a wave, not not break a uh, not break a smile or nothing. That shit made me sh- 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 like sh- like walking on the trail, shoulders up, laughing. <laughs> so I can't believe the commitment this man had to getting this shit off without brought out breaking. Yeah, very impressive work by you, Rich. Really impressive. Yeah, man, had had to um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. I I just think the jokes are sometimes better when when you keep them straight. You play it straight, like like mm-hmm. learn from the master Chris Jericho. <laughs> like if it's serious to me, it's serious to everyone else. You know, S- still thinking about that meat. You know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess we should jump into um. Some NBA playoff uh, talk. I yeah. only watched one full game, James, and okay. I bet you can guess what it is. Uh, okay, okay. So you know, we have a group chat of our friends that you know from the area, uh, and a lot of it was um, the most that I saw talk was during that that particular Lakers and Grizzlies game. So I'm assuming that was what the, the game you were talking you watched. Okay, you got damn right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's start there. Los Angeles Lakers will go as far as Austin Reeves takes us. I don't want to hear about Anthony Davis. I don't want to hear about the glass man. I don't want to hear about LeBron James. This is Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves showing up and balling out, saving the day, giving Lakers Nation something to be proud of. Unbelievable. Cooking them in Memphis. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. All that. Shut it down. You got more? I mean, you know, I, I you know, I ain't really seen shooting in Memphis like that. Like, Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. Do not make a Martin Luther King Jr. assassination joke. Don't do that. You stop right now. Stop it. Austin ain't went this crazy, you know, since WrestleMania 17, apparently. So, you know, uh, <laughs> my, my man, you know. Man, Rui Hachimura representing Nihon out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> worldwide Lakers out here on you boys. <laughs> this shit was so funny because, like, you know, like I, I followed Tokyo Sports uh, on Twitter, and like I would see like about once a week they would write some article about Rui Hachimura on the Lakers, and then so he has this game, and the first thing I think of, they finna have a write up about this world on sports on Tokyo Sports. 
bro, this man was shooting. <laughs> and it was like, they're just going to keep leaving them open, leaving open. He was like, all right, I'm just never going to miss. What if I do that? Yeah, you know? I mean, and we've seen you it know. before. They're, that's a guy they're trying to leave open because, like, if he's a person that theoretically that you want to, because obviously he's a th- theoretical three and D type of person. He has a size and uh, for for that, and he has played better defense um, in LA than he had been in prior in his career. But the three point shot was never really there um, throughout, even with the Lakers. But like you, that's somebody you imagine like you put him, just put him in the corner, and you know they also put Jared Vanderbilt in the corner as well. Um, but like you're you're expecting like if someone's gonna be taking above the break three pointers. It's going to be these people like LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, right? He's getting these wide-ass open above the break threes, and it's like, if you're if you're their defense, you're like, all right, we'll, we'll live with that. And then he made three of them in a row, and it's like, oh, okay. And then you just see, like, then he gets a post-up on the on the, uh, on the the left block and shoots a 15-foot over, tur- turned over shoulder. It's like, oh, he's feeling it. And you get, all you did was get that man comes with these wide-ass open shots. He knocked down these practice shots, and now the rim now the rim is as big as the river. Like it, That, that yeah. shit was looking real Robert Ori-ish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I ain't seen nothing from Memphis that, that made me think that, you know, we couldn't handle him. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting them out of here in five. You Especially know. off, even when, even I mean, because like even when John went down, y'all had a what five like, four point lead at the time. Yeah, they was they lost already. Yeah, like y'all, I felt like y'all had the game control, and unless John was going to do something, which he was not playing well um, for most of the game, he while he was in, um, I thought that like he's just gonna have to hold the five with the with the other hand now, James. That's that's all <laughs> for now. For now, or. Or he should have been doing what he always should have been doing, which is paying someone else to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like especially in Memphis, they, you may have seen some things in the newspaper there, uh, uh, John. It lets you know that like people pay to have people knocked off in that t- in that city. Anyway, um, I thought the Lakers. Sorry, what, what we look like losing to Dylan Brooks, like what, right. like that shit don't like. I can't count the amount of times that I would see the the Grizzlies swing the ball to a wide open from three Dylan Brooks, and then already start celebrating as I know that shot ain't going in. Right, I mean he made a couple shots at the end of the game, and whatever. He, I mean he's an NBA player; he's going to make a couple of them. But yeah. like you're just like, all right, well. We'll live with those. We'll live with it's those. It's like, like you needed to make the couple that you miss, uh, the, the, <laughs> right. the make up for the momentum a little bit earlier in the right. game. Right, right, and um, I, I thought that Lakers defensively, I thought they did a, a really smart thing of like, all right, we'll put LeBron on Jaron Jackson Jr. and like LeBron is not going to be able to do like what he used to do to like Pal Gasol or like uh, Al Jefferson back in the day in his like Miami Heat prime day where he just flaunts dudes and just er- erase them. But, like, he might be able to do that for, like, one play. But, like, watching that game, it is apparent to me. Like, I mean, I, I say this before the, for the playoffs. Like, for those people that think LeBron is back is going to all of a sudden, like, uh, be able to just, uh, you know, put the hammer down and, like, score 20 in the first half of playoff games whenever he needs to, like he used to, those days are over. Watching him um, and the level of effort he actually gave in the game and how, compared to how he looked is, like, he might have some bullets in the chambers, but he's not going to be able to give you five of these in a series if you need it. 
Um, that's what it looked like to me. It, obviously, uh, just but that's that, okay, but. James, because Austin Reeves does what he wants on the floor. <laughs> he shows up. <laughs> Hold on, let you, we'll get Austin Reeves a second. But getting back to the LeBron thing, like they had LeBron playing Jerry Jackson Jr. Uh, from behind, and uh, a couple times he would front him and get, make it hard for him to get the ball. But like he's like, hey, if you want to, if you want to. He's going to score. Jerry Jackson with his buckets uh, in the post over LeBron, but like he has scored at the top of him, and like you ain't gonna survive on a steady diet of that for uh, to keep an offense going if uh, the Lakers are making shots on the other end. Um, so I thought like them doing that and then leaving um, AD to, instead of like tussle with Jerry Jackson Jr. and like basically just play off of like either Roddy or off of um, Tillman was like. AD was a, was a menace in the game. He had like seven blocks and changed a bunch of the shots. There was one play where in the first half we're like, Jaw against most pretty much any other big in the league. He he gets a you know he looks like he's about to get downhill, get ahead of steam to the rim and launch, and the dude in the big has to bail to be able to meet him at the rim early, and he just lifts up for a floater. AD was able to stop his momentum, recover, and change his shot. And I was like, uh, if that's going to be what this series is. It's gonna be real. It's gonna be a lot harder than I thought, and Jaws not gonna be able to just do whatever he wants. And if he can't do whatever he wants in this series, I don't know how they're gonna score enough points. And um, now Jaws' hands even more fucked up than it was before. And I'm like, in the way he was talking, it did not sound Jaren good. Jackson. Like, it, look, Jaron Jackson had a great game, but it's like it, it's kind of like when you watch like um, the Amari Stoudemire Suns versus Spurs game, where it's like, oh my god, he might get forty. Yeah, he might get forty. That don't mean he got, they go, he's, that's enough for him look. to win the series. Look, but he by himself. Right. Kenyon Martin used to have those games as a New Jersey net back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you but know, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, the new king of Memphis. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Young Dolph. Jerry Lawler, get him out of here. Elvis, don't care. Um, you know, Juicy J, move around. Um, Juicy J, move around. You know, Austin Reeves. Um ESPN stats and info. Austin Reeves is the third Laker in the last 25 years to finish five for five or better in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. He joins Kobe Bryant against the Spurs in 2002 and Shaq against the Pacers in 2000. Wow, that's a long time ago. Going nuts out here. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to see uh, what else AR15 uh, got here for us. <laughs> like, I. Okay, so what was your favorite Austin Reeves like uh, nickname? I, I'm I'm with AR15 personally. Okay, because I saw Hillbilly Kobe and I fucking howled. Yeah, um, that's a thing. I, I saw someone, and then I sent the one to you, the other one. Like someone called him Cream Abdul Jabbar. Yes. <laughs> Which is just funny because, like, obviously the games are nothing similar. It's just, just you're white. That's the joke. Just, we're not even gonna try to even be subtle with it at all. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was uh, it was a, it was a fun game. But like, you know, we had the long I talk see about help. white I Lakers see- players before. Second, so we had the, the the long talk about white Lakers players. Yeah, um, before did we have them on air? I don't think it was on air, but we pretty much determined it's like either you a fucking star or you're a bum. Like, there's no in between in the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers. Like. Yeah, Man. that was like at the trade deadline when like they were thinking like they thought they might be able to get Bogdanovich out of uh, Detroit, and it was like I was like, "Hey, bro, when was the last time Lakers had like a uh, like a an offensive dude that can give you work on offense?" And you were like, "That's not what the Los Angeles Lakers do." <laughs> That's not the brand. Like, not since not since Gil Goodrich. 
<laughs> you know, Hogasol, totally different thing. Right. You know, um, who else? Jesus. Um, <sighs> Vladi, yeah, that's, that, that's a similar thing to like. Yeah, a whole to, different to, thing. To it's, it's, it's big men. That's not the same thing at all. Right. Like, we're not running no guards out here that's about to, you know, light it up. Um, you know, it's role players or uh stars and yeah. like Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, yeah. and shit like that. But um So do you have any more thoughts of the game or you move on to other stuff that interests you and in, uh throughout the weekend? Man, um I, I want nothing more than to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I don't care about That's anything true. else. Uh yeah. we haven't talked about that uh on the show because we didn't we didn't even talk about Ja when Ja got in, it was like Every like that one week where he was like, "Oh my God, what the hell is going on?" We didn't talk about him that way. Uh, yeah. yeah, like be- early in the season, Richard said to me, "Hey, bro, I don't like uh, Dylan Brooks." And I was like, "Rich, what? Do you- Rich, I had to watch the- him in the playoff have these terrible possessions that I thought were like just waste in turnovers that made that were just banked off the rim uh, against." Uh, Minnesota, and I've never liked him ever since then. And I was like, "What a coincidence!" I don't like him. And then he broke out Gary Payton uh, the second uh, elbow, and I was like, "I definitely don't like this fucking guy." And then like he starts talking more, he's doing all this stuff, and it's like Bro, this happened you- before all the talking too. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing, like, I I just fundamentally do not like guys that do this kind of talking when they are not the ones that have the cash checks for their teams to win, like. There's a reason why I have not issued my issues with Draymond over the years. Draymond's in a whole different stratosphere of player than uh than uh Dylan Brooks ever will be. But you get my point, it's like all this talk all this shit you talking, this shit is on Clay Thompson and is on Kevin Durant and it is on Steph Curry. It's not on you if they lose. Like people like he got suspended for doing that stupid for kicking people in the nuts all playoffs or whatever else, and then and then missed one of them games, and then they end up you know losing that series and seventy three win series. What do we talk about? Steph got locked up by 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 Kevin Love at the three point line. Like that's people don't even people don't even talk about Draymond help like sabotaging a, a seventy three win season. They talk about Steph Curry, right? So it's like this is why I don't like that kind of shit because like when people talk about like who won when and or whatever else like. Draymond Green's legacy isn't being ta- brought to the discussion. It's, it's Steph fucking Curry's. That's why I don't like that shit. Like, that's when, like, uh, you know, back in 95, when um, when Dennis Robinson was sabotaging fucking Dennis, or, um, David Robinson in, uh, in that West Conference Finals. Like, that's shit I don't like. I do not like that kind of shit. I, I'm not, I know I'm sounding like yeah. Chief Keefs, but, yeah. but whatever. I hate that like, shit so much. I, I do not want Dylan Brooks to prosper in this um and and by the whole team by proxy like you don't get to win this year not this year no right and also and also we we peeped this early like in the in the year like there are a few teams and it's it's been a while since we kind of had this we're like there's like you know three or four teams in one conference where like everybody fucking hates them like we like in 2014 before the warriors ever won anything it was like the warriors the clippers and the rockets everybody hated all three of them um, and then like this year, like, and then another man ever one shit and it's like, okay, so now we're at the point now where we had like, uh, we had Memphis that was talking shit. You had, uh, who else? There were two other teams. Pelicans. Say again? I think the Pelicans. I, th- I can't remember. I have to go back to the time. I have to pull it up in the chat, but like, it was, yeah. it was like time where like there were three teams that were all doing a bunch of this and it was like, Hey man, y'all ain't won nothing. Like, 
I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but like people, like people remember. Well, you gotta shut the fuck up. Like, right. People remember like that. We find in the West shit. Like, okay, all right, all right. Don't get your ass bounced out the first round. And I love John. Mm-hmm. I've told you this before. Like, if if I was 18 or 17 or whatever else, I probably have three different John Morant jerseys. He'd be my favorite player in the league. But you, you this is the shit you want to bring on upon yourself. You, you didn't have I'm to say none of this stuff man. at all. I guess I'm a cranky old man. I, he he's gone on the other side. Well, yeah, of course. Like he's pu- you know he's pulling the straps out on kids. Yeah, like and, and suing them and shit. Like yeah, counter suing them. Like yeah. that's just that's not just honorable. Lame. Like it's just like it's just like it's just super so, lame. Um, Suns and Clippers. Russell Westbrook. All the heart in the world. Um, love to see it. Uh, another uh, for for the corpse of Chris Paul. Um, you know, add that to, you know to, to what he got going on. Um, I, it's I funny. He actually I shot a better man. shooting percentage from the field than Westbrook did in that game. Oh, oh, look, of course, Chris Paul <laughs> shot, shot a better percentage. That's his thing. No, no. I mean, like you know, I mean, like the part where it's like, yeah, this dude actually like made more shots. <laughs> Look, like you can say what you want to, but yeah, that, that's his shots. thing. Percentages, PER, oh, efficiency, man. all that. And then I get your joke. I get your joke. But when you out here and you make three of nineteen, I'm not really, really going for it. you're doing so great. It's, it's especially when like people were talking about it like as like this, almost like it was like um like a vindication of Westbrook's last two years. When it's like, bro, it's not even the last two years. He has. He hasn't won a. He hasn't been out the first round since 2016. No, 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 no. He has. Um, they won uh the series in the bubble. Oh yeah, Two that's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. He so he's been. Out, he's past one, and then he got uh, sent home in five against uh the Lakers. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, won one playoff series since 2016. But I was very happy to to see Russ get all the love at, at the end. I didn't see this whole game, so you probably take this one. Um, yeah, like at the beginning of the game, he was like in a rover type of thing where he was, he was slacking off of whoever was defending him, and he was playing with like that was the best defensive game I've ever seen him play. Um, and he had two crucial rebound off his rebounds at the end of the game that um swung the game flat out. Like he played awfully, and I thought that like he was gonna I, like there was a time when like he subbed in directly for Kawhi, and I was like. This is going to cost him the game. Like, he shouldn't be back in this game. Um, he ended up coming around with, like, those two great um, offensive rebounds. He got lucky by not getting called for the foul, by fouling uh, Booker on the wrist. But whatever, referee angle, you know how that is. Sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't, based on the we ain't, we ain't giving Devin Booker no, no, no respect um, out here. What, what has he earned in this league? Well, I mean, it's a foul, but I'm just he missed a call. I'm not uh, – he missed a call. It's it is the, what it is. It's the playoffs. Like, he missed a call. He missed a call, and then – um. <laughs> And then, like, Westbrook was able to play through the uh, – still had the wherewithal, like, while fouling him, knowing he fouled him and, like, still playing through it to get the ball and then, like, catch it and while he's going to bounce, bounce it off of uh, Booker. Great play. He got away with one, but great play. That happens all the time. Like, you don't – refs don't get all the calls, as we know in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know what – I will say this. Um, I want to see game two and see what the, the Suns do as far as their three-point shooting because, like, uh, one thing straight up, um, like, with all of the, all the, that whole entire era with Chris Paul, they've been this great mid-range shooting team, and that's great. But, like, they lost the finals to math 
They lost it. They, they don't shoot. They don't shoot enough threes. They lost them, and then they lost last year because the Mavs shot a bunch of threes, and they lost the math again. They lost this game because they only made like six threes. Does on a Monty good Williams like? Is he aware of this? Like, like is he trying to like, you know, trying to take it back to the old school? Is this Byron? Has Byron Scott? AI replaced him. <laughs> well, he's like, we, we need we need to shoot less threes. Like, have we checked on his pulse? Is he alive on the sidelines? Um. Well, one thing I, I I've thought is like he his offense is so good and he does like make adjustments out the game. But like the adjustments are to get um uh to get good shots in the spots that his players prefer, which is more mid range. But it's like that's cool. You're losing the math and like. You watch that game, and it's like they started. They were behind because uh, Durant started very slow with the heckling from Westbrook, um, and then he uh, was able to adjust. But after that, the the Clippers were outplayed after that stretch. Um, but like you just look at this at the box score, and you're just like they're losing this. Game. They're losing this game to math, and it's like they lost their last two series to math, and it's like all right. I feel like when is the lesson going to be learned that like you have you have to shoot you're going to have to make like 12 to 23s in a game to win series in this era. I feel like the Suns and I could be wrong about this, but this feels like a classic case of the people stuff is going to eventually do them in. And what I mean by that is obviously like the personalities as far as like uh the, the mm-hmm. hierarchy of the team, the dynamics and like well one, the center doesn't like the coach. Chris Paul's aging and decaying and there's nothing that he can do about that, obviously, because that's, you know, the circle of life in the league. Yeah. However, well, well Rich, he, he's, I'm, he's I'm waving people do. off like at the, he's waving Kevin Durant and Booker off. Did he wave to, him off to, or was to, it just he, this is the offense they ran and he just sat in the corners? I, I, Either I way, it's a problem. Like, Either way, yeah, you, like you can't he, you can't like look. Taking the mid range instead of giving it to them. I understand um, that like Chris Paul, um, Getting a screen from um, Aiden and then going to the right side of the floor and shooting a pull up mid range like you've seen him make a million of those. You don't expect him to ever miss them. He missed two or three of them in a row. Like you can't. He's the third best player on the team now. He can't be. He can't unless he's knocking the shots down. You can't just force feed. You can't just go back to that. And like understand the shots all look good. He's made a million times, but like when they don't go in, then you gotta be like, all right. Now we need to put now we need to put Booker into that. Or oh, like Westbrook is playing behind Booker, and Booker historically has an issue with like guys playing behind the screens because we, you saw that happen with the Clippers series la- uh, two years ago in the West Coast Finals with um Pat Bev. All right, put Durant into it now. It has to go to one of them too. And then like you know, just last year, Devin Booker is MVP candidate, best player on the team. And all this stuff, like, how is this? This everybody not Clay Thompson when Kevin Durant comes in there, all that shit changes. I wonder how he's feeling about like you know all this stuff. And then they've they've killed their depth. Um, like they've you know Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges are no longer there. Yeah. So like that bench gets real weak. And I think when you add up all those things, yeah, this is just one game. They can figure it all out. But yeah, I feel like that's ultimately going to do them in at some point. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, yeah, like, okay, so they have that. They also have no, they, the whole time ever since Sarge tore his ACL in that finals, they haven't had a 
a cable big man like the Bismack Biombo thing. He can still submit us, but it's not like he's a quality big man um, in the NBA by these standards now. And you know they're out here to search for whoever they can play minutes when Aiden's off the floor, and they're hurting when Aiden's not on the floor. Um, and then they're losing, and they're also losing this 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 math game. Like they have, they're fairly flawed in that way. Like a lot of things have to go like just perfectly. Like nothing can go bad, otherwise they're fucked. And like and the also, margins, but- as you keep going further and further and further, the margins get thinner and thinner and thinner, and then something happens, and then you lose. And also, they were riding the ghost of that that game last year. And I know the teams mostly turned over, but the three people that were there with the coach at, don't nobody lose like that in a game seven and get just absolutely destroyed on your home floor like that. And then comes back and like, you know what? We're putting it all together this year. That was a back breaking, franchise altering loss to likes I've almost never seen before. I would be shocked if we were talking about the Phoenix Suns in two months. Um lifting the you know, I, lifting yeah, the trophy. Yeah, I don't I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. Uh what I will say is the Durant trade isn't for like trying to run this is is about extending the window post Chris Paul. It's not actually about Chris Paul. So like that was always what the trade was about. It was about like Durant and Booker moving forward, and if they can do it while Chris is still there, great. If not, then we'll figure it out what to do with his cap space once he's off the books and we moved on from him and he's retired or whatever else. So, yeah, I, you know, like, this nucleus will change. Like, this might be Chris Paul's last year there. Who knows? Because there were, there were, you know, people talking about, like, they he was floated around, like, throughout from the offseason last year until now Trade about deadline. being traded. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I, I don't really know anything else that was like worth going into discussion. Oh, I mean, hey man, you would have loved uh Saturday's uh Saturday's game between um Kings and uh Warriors in, in Sacramento. Oh yeah, unless yeah, you have yeah. PTSD because you hate the Kings, but outside of that, oh, like, I do hate the Kings. I know, yeah, um, but like, I, I, how I was that, that arena though? I did miss well, that crowd. I, I, I was, and, say, was it like was it and, like back in the day? No, because there were no. F- Stupid fucking cowbells. Cowbells, okay. So, so it's not the same, but it's still like I I remember I remember when this place when this place used to be fucking rocking, right? Like and like didn't have the annoying yeah. cowbells, so and they were wearing like the all white shirts, and it was cool. Um, I, I remember when that shit was silent too <laughs> in games. When Stoyakovic was shooting them air balls. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Paul getting the ball over time in Game Seven, and he out here getting the ball in the, in the, in the fucking elbow and never turning to face the rim. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know that we we got the home court advantage. We're not losing to them. Oh, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> we, we play hard for Game Seven in our building. We're gonna win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Black Saber said uh, there were a few cowboys. That's true. There were a few, but it's not like it's not the same thing. And like one thing I will say is, interesting was like. Seeing like the open and seeing like the crowd because it was a lot like um the way it was overflowed and crowded it was almost like the Toronto Jurassic Park like you know people outside watching the game type of thing mm-hmm. and like there were so many like Jason Williams jerseys and like Chris Webber jerseys and whatever and I was like damn bro I don't see a single Demarcus Cousins jersey what the fuck oh <laughs> man a loser why are you getting- <laughs> but it's like but that's also the best player on your team for like in the last decade. So you'd be like, you imagine you see some, but it's like, nah, we're I'm we're pulling these shits out from 04. Yeah. From 02. 
That man. Jason Williams from 01. 55. Yeah. Like when I saw the 55, like I saw the Weber jersey, right? I saw a Weber jersey. Okay, okay. Obviously, and I said 55. I was like, I know damn well I do not see two Jason Williams jerseys. And I was like, those are Jason Williams jerseys. That's crazy. Yeah, he was raw, man. He, he was raw back in the day, but, you know. I'm, you know, I, look. No, any tri- Bibby? No, no, no Bibby? Anymore. Huh? There wasn't no Bibby jerseys out there? Uh, I didn't see any Bibby jerseys. I thought it was surprising, too. Uh, mm. But it was fun to see, like, Vladi was there and, like, Bobby Jackson was there. And I almost made me ask, like, where's Turkaloo? But uh, mm. yeah, whatever. Um, but I will say, like, um, like it was, it was a fun crowd, and the game was just crazy. Like you know, I had saw the Kings play earlier in the year, and like they're they're a fun watch, and like Fox is great, and and uh, Sabonis is great, but like Sabonis in this game, like against in this matchup, like he has trouble like trying to muscle like Looney, like because Lo- I don't know if you like ever looked at like Looney over the years. He's gotten he's gotten progressively bigger and bigger. He's an ox, bro. Like, right, like all they've Compared done to how is ask that man. Bro, all they've done is ask that man to play very, like, clean-up style basketball yep. with, like, basically doing all the dirty work, and he's yep. played in a lot of high-level games over the years. Yeah. He's the perfect person for that. He just, he just got to dump off dunk just now. Look <laughs> at that. Um, but, yeah, like, you just look at, like, when he first got into the league, and you look at now, and it's like, yeah, he's definitely putting, like, what, 15, 20 pounds in, like, it's hard to move him. And then also, like, you know, the thing with the magical thing with Draymond and also, like, Barnes back in the day was like, you just, like, these, like, what the fuck are they doing in these weight rooms where, like, they have these dudes that are so much stronger than they actually look um, in stature. Um, mm-hmm. But, especially, like, Sabonis having trouble trying to muscle them. So, like, the most he could really do it, like, so he was like, he couldn't get to his spot. Like, he's about an inch off his spot where he wants to, like, you know, finish and he has to finish over the top of him. And he would, like, just miss by, like, and miss some shots that you think he normally make. So he didn't play well, but like it didn't matter because Malik, Malik Monk was like, "If you, I got it, I got it," and they were having trouble guarding Malik Monk, and they have not a soul, not a single solitary soul that can stay in front of De'Aaron Fox, not not Wiggins, not uh, not Gary Payton Jr. And I was like, if Gary Payton Jr. can't guard him, like this, like the whole like he scored thirty or damn near forty or whatever else, like that might be like uh, uh every other game thing in this series because like. He did play like about as perfect as he can play, but like it was like you just can't fundamentally they they can't stay in front of him. Yeah. Even without a screen. <clears throat> well, um I guess from there Look, we oh, should step I got <clears throat> Steph. Was, Steph was fucking awesome in that game. Like yeah. I thought Steph I don't do you see the shot he got to try to tie it up? No, no. Bro. He caught the ball. One footed, one foot, one hand. I thought it was going in. He missed from three. I thought it was I mean, going in. I mean, of course, we thought it was going in. It's Steph Curry. It's <laughs> one, but no, no, no. I mean, it looked good coming out of his hand, though. But it was a one foot, one hander. Like he shot oh. like a fucking floater. He shot gotcha. a three like a floater. I thought it was going in, Rich. Steph. <laughs> you know so, yeah, man. Like. So, I, so what I will say is, like, I would, I would very much suggest you like watch this series because it's going to be just up and down, ping ponging, ping, just up and down. Like there was a, there were stretches in the game where they were just like, probably like, it, the shot clock for like up and down on both both way for both ways like four times. If the shot clock probably never got below like fifteen. 
for like basically eight straight possessions. It was fun as hell. So yeah, um, if you get some, if you get a chance, watch that series. Yeah, man. Um, I guess we should we should move forward though uh, into the world of pro wrestling. Um, so <clears throat> this news kind of comes in kind of conjunction um, with the imminent return of CM Punk uh, to AEW and rumors about a Saturday show for uh, AEW. Uh, I don't know if it's TNT or TBS or anything like that, but uh, Andy is like very involved in this. Um, and they were told that, you know, CM Punk would be back. And there's the idea of like some type of like soft brand split or like keeping people away from people. Nothing's been settled amongst these people yet. Um, there has been no, I don't think any re- resolution or anything like that. Um, I think, uh, Chris Jericho is and CM Punk were set to have some meeting about where they, they work together and everything like that. Jericho r- running uh, a play from a mile away. Um, I think we should have been able to see that coming. Um, I think, you know, in some group chats, um, I had said Punk should just come in and work with Jericho and he can do all the shoot interviews and shit he wants. They can shoot on each other and promos and shit. But um, I don't know, man. I This all still feels really... Um, you know, adding a second show, I'm not. No, no, no. They're adding a that. third show, Rich. They're adding okay, a third yeah. uh, show. Another two hour show. Sorry. Um, I, I just want to make people know that, like, they're, 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 they're choosing to go to, to, you know, seven hours of the shit. Or, sorry, yeah, five hours of the shit. Yeah. Like, um, there was some, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter this past week. Um, uh, with Brandon Cutler dunking on or retweeting some article about, uh, from Deadspin, where CM Punk's gaslighting AEW, um, there was uh, there's a. It seems to still be like just a lot of like unresolved bad energy behind beyond all this. And what did, what did he do with his uh, account after like people basically read what he's what he said? I think he just deleted the tweet. Okay, I didn't know if he went like private or what happened, or if he yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I just know so- he did something with the tweet. Yeah, or something with um, the account. They, uh, as far as like Sam Paul, I'm, I'm not under any resolution, like to where I'm going to say anything that is going to quote unquote stop him from coming back or anything. Mm-hmm. This all feels like wrong. Um, this all kind of feels like, like what is going on here? Like, and then, you know, you, you add in the combo of Dax Harwood, um, and, and all his, uh, you know, podcast stuff with, um, publicly campaigning for uh, CM Punk and the Elite and uh, FTR to have this big six-man tag match and everything like that, and it's like the Dave talked about it. You know, the the idea of like the doing all the PR stuff with this and putting this match out in public, and it's like a uh, it's like a Machiavellian play to kind of swing public perception, and I think it's working to to an extent. And it's like, hey, you know, the Elite don't want to work with you guys. If I'm the elite, I don't think I give you the satisfaction and I don't blame them for not wanting to work with him. <laughs> I never, I never, I didn't hear that people wanted the traction of doing it outside of a, it's a good program because obviously people know what happened and it, you know, concert controversy breeze cash, that sort of thing. I never, I never really thought people were like really clamoring for it in that way. Um, but Okay. Um, I, I just, uh, I never thought Punk was going to come back. 
Rich, you, you, will you vouch for that? I always thought he was coming back, right? You, you thought he was coming back or wasn't? I always back? thought he was coming back. <laughs> I was always uh, like, I was always saying like, bro, Tony Khan wants his dude back. That's why he's not talking about this. Because if you yeah, didn't want him back, I, he would just, he just be like, all right, we're done. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think this is a gross miscalculation. Um, I think it's going to end up costing them the elite one day, and it's going to be ugly. Um, and then. I wonder what the dynamics are around this this return. Like uh, Chris Jericho is like currently a heel right now. Um, CM Punk is going to come back in. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to like. I don't get the vibe that CM Punk wants to be booed or anything. I think he'll he'll do it if they ask him. But you know, I don't think people are going to react to him well. So if he he's coming back and getting pushed as a babyface, I think a lot of the fans or a sizable portion will be like. Why are we behind you? Like I think they're going to torpedo him, and it'll it'll be as simple as like Chris Jericho has been from this company from day one. He he started with it. He went through the pandemic. He did all this stuff uh, establishing the company. He did all this stuff when you fuck the money. Um, and no one is talking about what CM Punk actually did. Like in the you know in that press conference, which was just radioactive in in so many ways. Um, I think it is it's unsettled like and this is a guy that has not only violated that one time this is he vi- that was like the that was at least see. the second time at that least. was at least the second time and then that instagram post right uh again and it's like all right when he comes back are we just counting down to number four and it's like like he's not that much of a of a to me he's not that much of a difference maker to where you have to necessarily tolerate that shit like and um Knowing that he's about to be 45 years old, knowing that he's broken up like this, uh, I feel like this is just it's a ticking time bomb that's going to go off. And it's ju- it's just amazing the timing of all this. Um, they were saying, uh, you know, he would pop up uh, right after the, pay- the playoffs were over. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he wanted to get this stuff out in the news. The second, you know, Dynamite, every time CM Punk News comes out. It's on a Wednesday for Dynamite and either like the elite is like doing something big or something like that. Like people have tracked these things like there's like at least four different occasions I can recall um, of this. You know, those those all in tickets, uh, uh, you know, started getting, you know, uh, out for the public, which went up to 50,000. Um, apparently, you know, it, it, you know, before all them shit start going on sale, you know, there's it, no shock. CM Punk's trying to slide back in there. So it's like, I don't know, man. All this stuff feels real nasty and uncomfortable. And I think if you are riding with this company from, from day one and you're all those top guys, the elite, Moxley, Jericho, you have a argument to say you help build this company, you help sustain this company, and you help recover the pieces from this company that this guy fucked up. And there's it's like this house that was that, you know, was on four, you know, pillars to um, make a joke there. And he knocked in two of them and and (laughs) with that shit in the press conference. Um, And that shit has to get rebuilt still like it's still a process. And um, if you could get all these guys to to settle this thing, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome, because like. No one. I, I don't think anybody. If you're if you're a big time CM Punk fan, you don't want to feel like 
CM Punk is being done wrong here. Um, you don't want to, you know, if you're a big elite fan, I'm a big elite fan. Like you don't want to potentially look up and see these guys out of the company because they decide or Tony Khan decided like, yo, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look the other way, like on, for the fourth or fifth time uh, while, while this guy like does something that brings uh, either shame or uh, just flat out is not good for the company. And um, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's real, it's real weird. It's, it's real weird. And it's, it's very awkward. And when he comes back, it's only going to get worse. Dave Meltzer has always talked about, this decision that Tony Khan had to make. And it, it just seems like the decision to bring him back is linked to another one. What do you think that is? It's like, I feel like you're going to have to pick between the elite and him. And then the elite is not just like, I, I think it has gone understated hangman pages role in all this because he like, He's not the only, or those other three guys are not the only people with contracts. Um, I think Hangman's, you know, is kind of like all in that same thing too. Um, the elite are gone, like your Kenny Omega and Young Bucks and stuff like that. And they've already sent this message, like, "Well, we're just going to stand by and see him punk like that." Where, what is, where do you stand in that case? Like, don't you like be like, "Yeah, I, I think I'm a, I'm a Bucktown too." So like disgusting, like disgusting and like no one wants to talk about it. It's just like these people need to do business. They need to do find a way to make money. And and I think I've gotten so tired of hearing those arguments from people because a we don't make any of that money. So they're pocket watching B these people are all multimillionaires. I'm sure they're not poor <laughs> two or three. Why? You know, if these people like usually we're, we're getting a couple different arguments. Like if you're someone that, that is out here like, yeah, man, the, these fake ass wrestlers, these, these young bucks, the, the, the young sucks. This K Omega sucks. Da, da, da. And, Whatever. It's like, it's real funny, like, how the only person you want this man, CM Punk, to wrestle is them. Real ironic, I think. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place here, but um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about all this, James? Yeah, uh, look. I always thought he was coming back because it made sense for him to come back. Um, if If the whole, if CM Punk If him playing favorite or if Tony Khan playing favorites with CM Punk causes uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to take their ass to WWE, then I got to tell you, I got a feeling that Tony Tony Khan would treat them better than uh, than, than Vince McMahon would in Endeavor. But whatever, maybe maybe they don't matter. They just want to get away. And if that's what if that's what they so choose. Then good luck, young bucks, in in trying to figure out how to fit into the, the ladder match that they have at WrestleMania for for the tag teams. Uh, so like for me, it's like I'm good with whatever they want to do. If they want to leave for that reason, then that's unfortunate. I wish they would stay in AEW, but whatever. But like 
at some point, all the wrestling, whether it's next year, five years, 10, 20 years from now, like it will be eliteless wrestling. Um, now it sucks that if it was to happen earlier, obviously. Um, I think that's a totally different circumstance, whether it's retirement, whether it's like choosing to do something else in your career than being like ran out of the company. I think we we talked about that before. But they're okay. So to me, their contracts are all up. They're all going to get pay raises, regardless of wherever they go. Like I know the perception will be CM Punk ran them off, but that's not the reality either way. Reality is, I'm I got paid more money to stay or to go. I don't want to deal with this shit. I'll go here for now, and I might come back once Punk forty five year ass is done. Forty five year old ass is done with this. So like for me, like if that's what they want to do, I think that sucks for my wrestling watching. But that's what they want to do. Um, I just don't like the whole thing of split rosters and all that kind of stuff. Sounds like, like a bad I, idea. I don't. I well, first off, the, the two hour, the, the another show is a bad idea. No one's even watching the second show. Like if the idea is you hold out um, rampage so much and no one's even watching it, and now we kind of need to reboot and we're going to like, you know, go back to CM Punk and Jericho being on what's the name of his third show? I forgot already. Collision. Being on collision and like they'll go from there and like they'll even probably throw Adam Cole on that thing and maybe even Jay White. Okay, you got something there, whatever else. I'm still I'm still have uh concerns about like what they'll be able to draw running a second running a second um show or whatever else, even even on the weekends. I I still have concerns about that and what these crowds will look like. Obviously they'll be preempted a whole bunch for, you know, different sports stuff all the time. Lots um, of preemptions. They they may actually do better at the gates because it is a weekend show. That's true. Um, however, the TV business where this business actually matters, um, <laughs> that they'll be preempted like crazy by the NBA, by WWE once a month, by um, UFC, by or in competition with them. Um, it, the NBA playoffs, uh, any other playoff like Saturday NFL stuff, like they're. It seems like college football, college football. Good God. Um, there's it seems like Saturdays is a big ask and kind of. But look, one thing I will say for all the people that were, you know, dooming and glooming about uh, about Warner Brothers Discovery. I think they got to shut the fuck up, though. Right. It's over now. Yeah. So now this is a topic of conversation as opposed to the doom and gloom. Oh, my God. They're another deal. They're getting they're getting another fucking TV show. Yeah, they're getting another one, and like Warner's behind this. It's not like right, you know. And I think we should squash some stuff. It wasn't like, hey, can you create us another show for CM Punk to like keep him? That I don't think no. happened. No. Um, <laughs> I think what happened was Warner was like, yo, we'd like to get you guys. You guys are doing so well. You know, let's see. You know, you guys think you can give us some more? And then, you know, Tony Khan, like many other promoters before him, uh, was like, great. This take- also can help me solve my locker room issue too. Well, yeah, yeah, he was like that, but he was like, I'll take the the extra money, the extra hours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, well, like you said, this can help, you know, solve uh, whatever locker room issue there is. Um, One thing I will say, hey, um, Ring of Honor, Honor Club, 
like is it makes it kind of is it is it a is it a reason for this to exist anymore now yeah, it makes it kind of mm, like they're doing cool things i think um, like what like would it be crazy if they just like obviously it's aw still whatever else you're gonna have you know certain champions on there whatever else but like would people bat an eye given how many different titles they've had defended in from different promotions in aw would people like freak out if like most of the belts, uh, the Ring of Honor belts, were defended just on Saturday AEW show. Like, will people freak out over I, that? I, th- I think people have PTSD over the letters ROH. Um, and but I mean, like in good faith, not like the, the stupid, like the bullshit that like uh, you know Bischoff is doing. Was like, oh my god, the TBS title is being you know defended on TNT, and it's like motherfucker, you had like you had Kensuke Sasaki win the fucking US title from WCW in in Sumo Hall. I'm sorry, what's the problem? You the trendsetter. We follow yeah. your footsteps. Yeah. Um. Look, they've got. I think always has their own kind of thing going on. Like Shibata's a regular there. Vikingo is almost a, a semi regular. Right. Claudio's over there. The Athena's doing champion, great Lucha work. Bros are tag champions. Lucha Bros are tag team champions. So it's like there's a reason for it, you know, because you got so many wrestlers and. I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, they've they've made it to this point and maybe they've made it to this point where and we've got to allow them to kind of stretch their wings with it rather than be like, no, nah, you can't have another show. Because like no one would tell WWE they couldn't have another show. They have three on television every week, you know, regardless of if one's a developmental or not. They send people to that show to work on that show all the time. Yeah. Um, so like Raw, SmackDown and NXT. You know, if it's ROH or excuse me, uh, if it's Rampage for for an hour, uh, if there's a two hour Saturday show, I think it's on them to get creative enough to fill it and like to make it worthwhile. You got a lot you can do with that that Rampage hour. You can you can turn that into you know uh, you can have the women like hold that thing down if you want. Like people like you 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 can use one of these shows as like a, a vignette building show. You already know you're not under pressure on Friday nights to really like deliver big ratings or anything like that. So it's like, all also, right, didn't they do a good rating this, this past packages. week? They did a great rating this past. And I heard weekend. that show one good. Um, I, I, I didn't see it, um, but they had, um, uh, I think it was a point two one, And I think they did like 631,000. So, um, I that's, don't know. That's only the best rating they've done in a while. Yeah. Um, so that, 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 uh, lead in kind of helped. Um, but you know, I heard there was like 10 minutes of commercials before the show started. So, you know, who knows how, how effective that lead in was, but, um, as far as like, you know, I, I hope it it gets settled one way or another. I think CM Punk should publicly apologize, you know, for, for that press conference. Um, because to me, that's the issue. Like niggas fight all the time. You know, and it's unfortunate that, you know, they, they went through that and they're probably all of them will never forget it. It will never be right or whatever. Right. Um, but the damage that he did publicly to the company that people are refusing to acknowledge for whatever reason and, and also saying that he doesn't need to say anything about it. And it's like. Well, we're I, we're I feel like we're back at square one here. Like, <laughs> like well, I mean, might, people are we, saying that are being disingenuous. Like, right? Like, even while I'm saying, like, hey, man, this isn't the shit to get someone sent out. That's the level of star he is, uh, and the promotion he's in. Like, 
there is a thing where like, hey, if you fuck up in public, you got to apologize for it in public as well. That's just that's it's PR 101. Look, and this this man lives by by that mantra, James. You oh, yeah. Know, the, you know, the apology must be as loud as the disrespect, <laughs> you know, a, a man once said. So, uh, you know, is this me being an elite fan that, that wants a pound of flesh? Well, maybe a little bit. You know, I, I ain't going to cap. But it's like. But it's also just flat out just it's like the it's reality just, it's of wrong, like how to handle bro. this. Yeah, like it's wrong. No one would act like this. Like, like it'd at, just be like, cool. At, you know, at minimum, he was unprofessional as fuck. At minimum. So it's like, hey, you you hurt the promotion. You you hurt the company that you were working for. How about you like bring your ass back on screen and apologize for hurting the promotion that you worked for? You asshole. They don't like, have it's to very do it even on the television show. They can upload a video to YouTube for all I care. <laughs> Just like they uploaded the, the scrum to YouTube. <laughs> do that. Like, that's... <laughs> play it on Dark Elevation. Who gives a fuck? Like... Nah, he has... To look, because here's the thing. There's going to be a time he gets a microphone. And people want to hear what he has to say. For that first pro, at the very least. That needs to be the time when he says it. Not on YouTube. He's on TV again. He has a microphone in his hand. He has to address why he's been, what's been going on since he's been gone, and the injury, and you know, like the title situation that he left out of, and why he's not going after that title again, and all the should, other stuff. So, like, should, should he so get a two month suspension so like, too, sorry, James? Should he get a two month suspension too when he's cleared? Now we just saw who was it? Uh, just recently, just got a. Uh, a 30 game NBA suspension for for some type of domestic assault and like 20 of the games were already served. He, he basically got time served. Like I'm, I want to, I, I want to see the CM Punk uh, suspension and it, it should be time served. That's, that would be the best. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, he's spent the whole time. He was injured. You asshole. He was, he was able to come back. He was physically able to come back. Like, I, I would love, I would love to be like, well, no, you know, because, you know, we would have brought it back, to, you know, to do uh, commentary. <laughs> so we just finished. So this is time, sir. I, I, I want to see, I want to see all this stuff. Because some of that stuff is going to be like, all right, well, let's see the accounting of what, of what, you know, the damage that took place from him doing that stuff, regardless of whether I felt like he was um, justified to at least throw a shot back the first time. Uh, like he took it too far the second and third time. Um, but like, yeah, like I want to see like what this all is and like what he's gonna be able to get away with and how people are going to lose their minds and discourse past that. But the main thing is like, and I lose is like, hey, he fucked up. He should have to come and apologize. And ultimately, like, if you're that level of star, if you come out and apologize, like, you kind of can just come back. Like, that's kind of how it works. I'm not just saying for CM Punk. I mean, like, if, that's, if Kenny Omega got himself in some in bo- or in this kind of bullshit, he was on the wrong side of it this way, like. He should be able to come back if he apologizes because he's that level of star. So um, it, for that, and all this goes on these, these three or, you know, these other things like the elite has remained pretty much silent um, on all this. And they probably just I don't want know. To go the fuck away. <laughs> like, I, I don't know whether that is like for the best or not, but, you know, you they, think it's not for the best for them not to handle this way. I, I think I think I they think they're being professional do, by not talking about it and moving the fuck on. I, I think they they did do the promotion a lot of favors ab- about it because people already can't shut the fuck up, and it's just like CM Punk bombarding Sean Ross Sapp like twice a month, um, or his camp 
excuse me, or Dax, or excuse me. Um, but it is, um, it, I don't know. For, from their perspective, it's like, what do they like? I like. I don't think they gain anything really here, and it's just like, I don't know, man. I you know, it, it is interesting though. Um, the way Dax Harwood is again left out in the cold trying to um, uh, campaign publicly for this match and all this shit when like the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club is like set to like dominate the summer and it's largely going to be the same uh, outline. Uh, of a program likely with better matches, more draws across the board, like that. And people that sell tickets, you know, to, to, to the arenas and shit like that across the board on both sides. Um, well, yeah, on one, cause, <laughs> cause on one side you have, you know, two gigantic draws in Danielson in, um, or two big draws for the company in Danielson and Moxley. And then on the other end, you just have CM Punk. Like now, I now I will give, but the thing with like Dax is like Dax is not a next level worker. Like we see everything he's trying to do, and that's why like it doesn't work, and that's why people are always never, and that's why people are always like, "Hey man, like he knock knock it the fuck off." And it's like, "Nah man, we're, you know we might we're really weighing our our options. We might go back to WWE. We might leave." And it's like no, we not. didn't believe you at all. I don't believe you. No one fell for that for a second. Um, and that's how he's getting you know back and forth uh, with with Meltzer. Alvarez. Yeah. And Alvarez, where it's like, bro, like the play you're the play you are trying to work people on, like everybody sees that it's transparent, like this is what you're trying to do. Like you're not this you're not you're not doing 4D chess, like you're doing like the regular <laughs> you're doing the basic ass T 2D. Like this is like this isn't this isn't metal gear. Like what you're doing is fucking Street Fighter 2, not even Turbo, just the original Street Fighter 2 out the box. Um and look, they're great. And what they're doing, right? But it's like, nah, man, this ain't the 80s where people are going to oh, my God. No, no. Um, so, yeah. like, him campaign, campaign for that thing is, like, it's fucking transparent. It's very similar to, like, me being able to spot out the the um, them winning the belts back. And then, like, they're going to eventually have an acclaim match where they get their win back. Reach right? of desperation, don't it? But well, like, the thing is, like, but that's what we're saying. It's like, look, bro, that's obviously what you're trying to do. Like. You want to be in a big match because, like, you you are trying to get yourself to that level of draw to where if you have enough big matches, you do become a draw eventually, right? And I'm wrong. They have great matches, but they just have, like, as far as a draw, like, to where they're on the level of, like, rivaling the Young Bucks' draws for the company, they're not that. Matches with them in this position could get, could help, will help do nothing but help them get to that. And we see that's why you want the match. Like, you're not, you know what? And and You're not like you want, you, out here. You, you want the political positioning, like you want the you know the protection that aligning yourself. Let's be real. They, publicly they and want a main of, they want a main event of a pay per view for once. Yeah. Um, Don't knock them. Know, I mean, everybody should aspire look, for look, that. Everybody, like, everybody should should aspire for that. But yeah. also, like, there's there's ways to do it with honor. There's ways to, to do it to where you don't where you don't look like a clown where where, where you don't uh, come off here like the lamest man uh, in the world. Um, you know, it, it is I, a way I, to do it without being like, hey, bro, like when we look back on time, we'll be like, hey, man, this is this is about CM Punk and not you and not y'all at all. <laughs> y'all are his like, friend. Is, That's this, nice. This is, but like, this, is, this is this is this is this is this is real. This is really, really like, you know, 
Triple, this is really some Shawn Michaels friend type of shit. But <laughs> <laughs> awesome, you know they have they have awesome matches, whatever. Like I, I like I, I, you know, if they have a good match or something, I'll come on here and 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 tell you, I'll I'll, I'll sing their praises or whatever. I, I put, uh, I want to say their first match. I think I put it at like my number eight match last year, some shit like that. Uh, against the uh, <laughs> against um. FTR Briscoe's yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, super. I hard thought hard. that was the best one of, of the three, but um, you know, the patience that um I I have for for Dax and every his whole entire brand of social media and how he, he conducts himself with his podcast. And to be fair to him, um, I came across a couple of the clips. Some a lot of the, the, the things are written aren't exactly what he says like you know in the headlines that that come out they mm-hmm. just look way worse because <laughs> the, the the topics he's broaching and it's like he's he's done all this shit where you know if, if you look at a dax harwood right and you see his his career right he's been around for through uh nxt yep you know what you know when there's that full sale like he was like kind of like an enhancement guy then they got you know the gimmick the revival they had a run there they kind of ascended to kind of star level in nxt and then uh you know they were working the wwe main roster for a while won the belts a couple times and you know they don't really care about the belts or anything right. there but they had lots of like you know house show matches that people would talk about with like american alpha or or rudin gable and shit like that and of course they've got the raw 25 thing and all the people that they come across with that um they've got the jump to aw they've got the um you know the the initial arrival to aw they got some of the matches that they had that are kind of in the past in aw but like it seems like he speed ran his whole career essentially in this short time he's had this show and i'm only hearing it from far cuz i don't listen to the show but what it seems like perception wise he speed ran a lot of this shit and now he's just you know this is this is a CM Punk propaganda wing um in, in certain cases and then it's a Dax Harwood in the state of professional wrestling like it's like bro when i when i saw that i'm like your your podcast is done now like why don't I want to hear you talk about the the current state of professional wrestling and then people you're actively working with and knowing the the damage that could cause uh, as far as like working with people um, in the way people run with anything regarding this promotion. We talked about it several times. People will believe anything about AEW when um, the <laughs> like when the um, uh, uh, headlines are getting ran and, and it's like putting you at odds with someone like a jungle boy um and then the the headline looks way worse in the article people don't even read articles they just see headlines and it 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 all becomes like you know i you know i know people in the promotion more than you think and it's just you know i i don't gather that there's a lot of um reverence for how you know his get down with that and it's like you you look at other people with podcasts they're not getting into this kind of shit. I mean, they're also not like imagining the people doing podcasts. I'm at the state of pro wrestling while they're in the fucking pro wrestling state right now. That's it's, like you, like you mentioned, you have to work with these fucking people. Right, and like your opinion is your opinion, but like that doesn't mean like you should give your opinion at all times or at, at, or at specific times about certain things, like. 
you know, like imagine you just come out and be like, you know, I'm just honest all the time. You're you're going to not have too many friends <laughs> in life going forward. Or people that like or want to want want to do things for you that you need help with in life to get through life. Like if you're going to be honest all the time, that's not how that works. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm I you know I have no interest in listening to any of the Dak stuff. Like when I hear about he's doing a you know a tag team all time tag team thing and you know he has the Dudleys as his two seed. Like I'm like yo, what the fuck is this? But you know outside of that, I don't really hear anything else about about it. So it doesn't really you know come across. But like. Time and times I'll, I'll see what you were talking about, like or see the things that happen online regarding him, and I'm just like, see, like he has built a persona for himself, whether or whether he intended to or not, he has built a in uh, uh, a persona for himself, and it's not flattering. Um, like I don't know his relationship with the people uh, or his level of uh, you know, um, let's say um, relationship with everybody, but it's like. I I don't know unless you are like you know the top star or you are like you know someone that everybody loves. I don't really know if you can like really be talking about the state of professional wrestling like that. Uh, it's just weird. I, I don't yeah. know, man. Um, and that's and, and especially in the context of like the CM Punk stuff he's in with or the CM Punk stuff when he's connected to CM Punk more than anybody else um, in the company publicly. After this what, happened, it's like, what's it going to look like? And this right. whole thing has been right. based on perception and, and from what, what right. we were talking about. And, CM Punk's perception that people were sabotaging him, which seems not true, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. Um, and, you know, the the perception that CM Punk got rid of, helped get rid of Colt Cabana. Which we like also that. still don't know for his fact. It's true. Right. This is like, like Cole Cabana, do I believe that? Do, like, do I believe he did that? No. Like, I think... We're not cut, but move to ROH, sorry. Like, I think everyone is looking at the wrong person. You need to look at Tony Khan. Like, right. in... But, but Tony, the thing this is Tony could Khan. be settled Tony really Khan, easy. Tony Khan, the, like, he doesn't answer none of this shit. So, like, everybody's left to guess or whatever else. And, like, that's the bad thing is, like, he hasn't... Not even publicly for us, but, like, he has not... Or... Actually, he has. He has told people, like, nah, that has nothing to do with it. Just no one believes him. Mm-hmm. Because why would you? Because mm-hmm. CM Punk comes in. They don't know CM Punk. Outside of the reputation that he came into this late. Like maybe if this was, um, if he came in day one, like they 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 wanted it to, but like he wanted, you know, to see how real the shit was going to be before, like, you know, it turns into like an embarrassment thing on him if it doesn't work out. Um, Then maybe they do have more um reason to believe him. But it's like, this is a... Uh, this is a foreign ob or this is a foreign entity coming in and like we have, you know, much like what's happened with a lot of the fan base, whenever there's a new person comes in that used to be in WWE, is like do we trust him? Is he is is he one of us? Is he have, you know, fed brain? Like you see a lot of that. Fair or fair or unfair or otherwise. You see a lot of that with like a lot of the hardest like fan bases of uh inside of AEW. Um, so yeah, like I'm assuming, I'm assuming it also comes down to like the Kumbaya locker, locker room that used to be there. And now it's like, they look at the NXT and they're like, mm, they're, they're treating this like it's actually pro wrestling instead of, you know, a summer camp. We don't like this. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how this all goes. And for me, it's just like, Hey man, I don't, I don't give a fuck if y'all don't like each other. Go out there and fake fight each other already. Like, it's, 
So we, how long have we been talking about CM Punk, the CM Punk situation, all of that for how long? It feels like we've been talking about for over a half hour at this point, right? Was not timing it, but yeah, it's, but it's been it's a minute, a and it's like the whole thing comes back to me is like, bro, a, a, unless it's going to revolve around someone getting violently hurt and that be hospitalized or death, I don't care. Go out and wrestle. Go, go, do, go, go, get together. Have Tony Khan book this person with this person. If they want to work with someone, someone or work with this person. Fine, we'll come up with something else. And then if you're not a big enough star to be able to get that exemption, fuck you, do it or, or leave, and go from there. Like. I'm I'm kind of at that point where like all right man like so much has happened like Tony needs to like start putting his foot down with some of this shit with people is like and like you heard so that um, Tony kind of like said no to CM Punk on certain things especially like the him trying to get out of or the alleged story around like the the, the Rocky Three thing with Moxley or whatever else is like he needs to do more of that with these people. I mean, because like, I mean, hey, we, man, we know what that to, was though. Like we know what that was. Like John Moxley had all the the power in that situation, right? Like, right. Well, he was under. He you know he he was not under contract. He had the belt, so Mox. You we were playing Mox's way, right? Essentially, right, right. But I'm saying like the part where like Punk is like you know I don't know whatever. All right, like that's how you feel. But this is what I need you to do. So take your ass out there. And then what he do? He took his ass out there and got and got his ass rocked. Like. He needs to he needs to do more of that. Like I I feel like the wrestlers like have gotten too much as far as feeling like they can just have their feelings and be able to express it and him and haw and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, hey man, everybody is going through some shit. Everybody is not happy with their position. There's a million talent, super talented motherfuckers here. Like, are we gonna sit here and pout and complain? And and do these fake you know uh, vague tweets online? Are we going to like like try to say fuck you? I'm better than what you think I am. I'm gonna show them and go out there and kill it. Like I don't I see more of the tw- of the of the complaint tweets than going out there and kill it right now in AEW. And I feel like like that's that's been kind of like what we've seen in a lot of like the middle class of AEW since the punk stuff happened has happened. And like it wasn't like that and. It wasn't like that before this, and like I wish like that shit would go away. I really do. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, Sam Punk needs to come back and atone for himself. Ultimately, I feel like, and um, if he doesn't do it, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be eye opening, and it's going to be something to watch going into 2024. Look, because- in worst case, look in worst case scenario. Look. I guess that means we can get Kenny Omega to go out here and get some more spite and spirit at WrestleMania 40. Hell no. But Rich, uh, Rich, Rich, Rich. But look, you can say that Kenny Omega carried Roman Reigns to a five-star match. I think I'll, I think I'll you, pass you, on you that. You don't, you don't, no? No? Well, it, it, won't, it won't hit you. You, you don't like the story of, see, you don't like the story of Kenny Omega, the guy that they say wrestled the blow-up dolls and eight-year-olds or whatever else. Like, Become a Hall of Fame level wrestler. Start, you know, helps uh, sell ten thousand uh, seater independent show. Helps start a second inter- uh, American major promotion, and then ends up main eventing WrestleMania forty. You don't think that's a? Uh, it, is, is it the thing it, where like you just worried that he won't finish story or, or or no or just no? Nah, like oh, okay. it's it's just like ill. Like, <laughs> like disgusting. It's like, I know. I know. I did it on purpose. I just don't want to see your reaction to it. Yeah, like it. Uh, it's fine. 
these fans that have vilified this man for pick your reason. Um, right. <laughs> you know, it's, you know how that is. It's like you know, a lot of Lakers fans. You experience this. You hate LeBron's guts, and then he end up, you know, coming over there, and then you won a title, and then just for a little minute, like, you know, the Grinch heart, like, it grew three times bigger. It got smaller again immediately, but it, it grew three times bigger for a short amount of time. <laughs> Y'all, you, you enjoy, you enjoyed the, the black, uh, you enjoyed the black and gold, like, uh, championship t-shirts. You, you did, you know, you did. You know? Um. I would like to see, I would like to see the Lakers fans get their LeBron James, you know? You stupid. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that would be a, look the day that man signs the dotted line to go to Stanford. Oh, that will be a day. That will be a day online. That look. That, that be, might be the that might be the last day of Twitter right there. Wrestling yeah. Twitter will shut this bitch down. That might be the last y'all y'all hear. Um, you know, for me, well, like, oh, uh, you know, you know, we we gonna go ahead and uh, lay it down. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening over the years and uh. I don't think I got nothing else for y- for y'all. I'm, I'm done, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did get a question for a first time in chatter. I wanted okay. to talk about this. We were okay. talking about people getting matches and stuff. Uh, Miss Queen Rotom says, "I have a question. Do you see Cody Rhodes getting a rematch at SummerSlam against Roman Reigns for the titles?" I don't. I think they're gonna go back at WrestleMania. You think they're gonna go the whole year? I think they're gonna go a whole year. <laughs> Okay, so I don't think I don't know. If, I don't necessarily think you have this like just plotted out, but like, how many Brock matches do you think he ends up having in his program? Well, he's got two, one coming one. up like next month. Uh, I think they're going to do at least at least two. Does that may have been the Puerto Rico show. Yes, I, okay. would, I would imagine so. Okay, because I know Roman Reigns ain't ain't doing that show. He's doing. The he's not. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so then, like, I guess that takes you to this. So, do you think you do Brock again at? Oh, how, well, it's it's May, or they'll take you to May. I think they probably do that second match at SummerSlam. Okay. Survivor yeah. Series, he can be he can be fucking you know Team USA, whatever else. He's going to be in War Games. Oh yeah, war, oh yeah, sorry, War Games uh, against the Bloodline. <laughs> um, uh, well, we got. A- comments here um so man <laughs> okay we're gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna I, give the comment section lots of play okay um so uh brew i'll start with brew haven or excuse me, i'll start with adam uh he says i don't think asking punk to apologize works because it'll just be an empty apology um brew haven I mean, says, even, look People, people, when apologies are given, regardless of how uh, sincere they are or not, or how well they're spoken, or how like you know, once you give an apology, it is not for people to automatically forgive you because of it. Like if they choose to forgive you, cool. If they don't, that's the right. It's almost like your it's like your thing to say. Well. I, I put my part in. Like it's it's asking CM Punk to, to put his part in, right? On fixing it. Like we're, like an apology is literally just, we're asking you to do the bare minimum. Right. Um, Brew Haven says I think Punk should get a chance to prove he's not an asshole. I mean, 
<laughs> that 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 that's kind of CM Punk's. Thing. CM Punk is not the is not the first and will definitely not be the last asshole in the pro wrestling business. You and he and he knows that even even, even though saying that he knows that. Yeah, uh, Brewhaven also the elite keeping their yap shut was the best thing they can do. Sekamaki says I don't believe Punk wasn't cleared either. Brewhaven stay away from the bullshit and focus on what they can do. MJ does PR. Uh, they don't need to. Punk does. Uh, and BCC and the elite is going to bang Wasabi King dead on rich, uh, FTR bald has no plan. Um, Brewhaven Dax is a shitty carny. Can Jericho teach him a thing or seven? Zekamaki, uh, the moment he said Vince being back changed things for them. I knew it was a wrap. Um, uh, well, here was the tip off. Um, so I, we'll go back on that. But FTR, like once they were making all that noise about, you know, doing the thing in public. If they were signed to WWE, they wouldn't say shit because right. WWE doesn't allow you to say anything. Right. That's the giveaway, right? Um, because they want everything to be a surprise, and so they can bring you like into the, the fucking like bus and hide you off for hours, uh, for like four hours before you actually come out during the show. It, yeah, instead of just like bring you to locker room and you have your people say, "Hey, don't tell Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or or Wade Keller." Or, or Mitchell, anything. Just shut the fuck up and just come in and hang out with the guys. And then when it's your turn, you go out there. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so moving down a little bit. Uh, Seamus Nova doesn't help bald as a cornet sympathizer. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, um, I mean, that's for me. We've talked about enough on the show. We're like, that. you know, if you've watched us enough, you know, that's baiting into why we kind of feel the way we do. And like, yeah, and I will say this cash cash did talk about that stuff in. And, and, you know, did the bare minimum to condemn the things that uh, Cornette has said while acknowledging, like, you know, <laughs> he, he, he said some terrible things. I don't agree with him and they're bad. Uh, but it goes back to like, but, he, but we enjoy some of his opinions. It's like, like, uh, ain't nobody really trying to hear that part. It's like, they, like they've decided to fight on that line. It's not worth it. To, it's not worth it to talk about that part. It's like, Hey, you know, you know, some of these fashions that we have in the conservative, uh, like, uh, wing of, of this, of this, uh, political, uh, uh, term, like, they have some good ideas too. It's like, we don't care about that. They're fascists. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Uh, Brewhaven for a supposed old school guy. Dax doesn't seem very good at this whole working thing. Um, <laughs> Zeke might a whole punk getting rid of Cabana. Is all TK. TK hasn't spoken on it or even deaded the situation. Uh, didn't Seamus Nova, didn't TK straight up uh, say and apologize about the Colt thing? It was his call. I don't recall that. If you guys can Wait, again? produce that. He said, didn't TK straight up say and apologize about the Colt thing and say it was his call? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember an apology, but I remember him saying, te- he was telling, the word was that he told people I, to like, it had nothing to do with CM Punk. It was, it was his own right. decision. It's in an ROH. The thing is, no one believed that, though. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, I, I've talked about listening to what people say, and if they c- tell you, like, what they're saying, believe them, be- or, like, you can kind of decode what they're saying. Like, I I feel like I felt like this from day one. It's just a lot of people perceiving things. Like, and then Tony Khan's is sitting back like, hmm. How can I how can I spin this? <laughs> and to be fair, it's like there's how many wrestlers on that roster? He ain't got all, he ain't got enough time in the day to be you're trying to like get everything straight with every single last motherfucker that's on this roster. Um Wasabi can't everyone's still trying to find a line across with DK. Wow. 
revenge. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're getting rid of me? Wasabi King. Everyone's still trying to find a lost. Seven years later, I'm back. (laughs) Yeah. For sweet revenge. Never mind the the part where you won like three times without me. I'm back. I'm here now. Also, Russell Westbrook looking for revenge. We just can't (laughs) eat. Seven years. So, um, oh shit! Time to define the line. TK is what Sabi King says. Seamus Nova, uh, TK pulled the guns out on Swole and never took them back out. Shit, sad. Um, TK needs to start being more strict. Uh, Brewhaven WWE doesn't deserve ten percent. Kenny Omega, uh, Rich ain't want to see the table for three with Styles, Balor, and uh, Kenny Omega. I do not know. Um, Kenny would be like forty. Or Domega. I don't I don't I don't know if that was a typo. Um Jesus Christ. Um LA Knight would have a better shot of main eventing WrestleMania. Jesus Christ. Kenny Alpha is on NXT two Kenny needs to earn it. Uh let WWE have Ricky Starks. Tennessee Sooner, this is nasty. Uh, but if Abushi goes to AW, Kenny's not leaving. Boo Boo face when he has to put over the Miz, indeed. Uh, Look, dude. I saw him go to draw. With, I saw him go to a talent and draw with an eight-year-old girl. I think he. I think he. I think. I think that he can survive. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the rough and toughness. The, it would be stupid, the, but you get my point. The thug and the mug and the Miz. You know. <laughs> no, you know how you know how, how he stole Danielson's uh, kicks. How he stole yes. Brian's kicks, bro. You ready for the M trigger, bitch? The M trigger. <laughs> What M trigger? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we already had the M trigger with Mandy Rose, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh the boo face this, comment was in reference was, to Ricky Starks. Gotcha. This okay. was a vision into that middle rope over there. He points the gun, shoots it, and hits the other rope, comes back. That man shooting Bow. pellet. That man shooting <laughs> pellet guns, bitch. Yeah, he's shooting blanks. This, that's what Mitch should do. Mitch should just take like he should take like Osprey's moveset in and also uh, Omega's Bruh. and just like just, just what do the, mockeries what, and shit. What will the Miz cutter look like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Black Saber Junior. If Cody main event SummerSlam, I might buy tickets in my city just to boo the man in, in my city. Ooh, buddy, if that if that is what uh. I think it's better use of your money if you like. I don't think I'd ever want to spend money to see somebody see somebody lose in person. I don't think I've ever done that. That's real hate. Yeah, yeah. That's real hate. Yeah. Like you, like you ain't even going there to see somebody win. It's just right. like, nah. Like <laughs> I can't see this nigga lose. Like, yeah, that's that's God damn. that's out that's out that's outrageous. Like level of hate. <laughs> like that's some wow. Like you, you need to be put up there with like Silky Johnson and Buck Nasty and and, and beautiful and all of them in the player headers ball for for that kind of shit. Like Jesus yes, I, I'm putting money to make sure this, this nigga lose. <laughs> I want to be there to feel to feel the to feel the defeat. 
Oof. Seamus Nova Oof. don't want to see the Miz letting Omega die when he does a Terminator dive. You know Jesus what? Christ. You know what I'm thinking about? You know how Bill Simmons went to Game 7 of the 2010 Finals? Yeah. He was doing that shit to make sure look at the Lakers lost on their home court. It backfired on his ass. Nice sick. See? See? Don't do that. Don't do sick that. For all it time. Backfired on you. He's got to hold that loss forever. Bro. Forever. Like that is like I, that's like the defining game of like my Laker fandom. Like, nah, bro. I can imagine the Lakers losing that fucking game. Like, hell no. Like that dude went there in person and felt it. That's oh, one of my God. favorite. That's one of my favorite playoff series ever. Ever, yeah. Like it wasn't like it was the best played series I ever saw. It was, just, it was just so fun. It's like I grew up watching the. I grew up watching Kobe and KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Paul Gasol, and then you saw like the the way like the the bench players would just like come in like where the even our test too. Our test comes in does a couple things here and there, you know. Um, Fisher like, will have a game. Fisher, um, uh, don- the donkey, the donkey and Shrek game. Like it was, I love that series, but like, yeah, man, like Bill Simmons went there to see that shit, and he thought that is nobody, nobody. Yeah, that man. Hates, that man look, I, I see like uh, clips of Rasheed Wallace doing stuff in the gym. This outrage I send to you every so often. I'm still, I still can go back into my mind and think of like how much he hated that Rasheed Wallace out of shape for game seven because fucking Richard Perkins tore his ACL for doing something he had no business turning his ACL on. Like, it's 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 great. It, it's, it, it's great. Like, I didn't care who won because whoever won, like, whatever. But it, it's great that Bill Simmons had to take that L. Yep. He really wanted. He really wanted to go to Staples to see that shit. Well, that man wanted multiple go. things out of that. That man wanted to like bury Kobe Bryant some more. Like he he wanted a lot out of that, and it, he couldn't do it. You know what he's you know, he had, he thing, had to find another way. You know the thing he's been doing ever since uh, the Lakers won in twenty twenty. What he does this thing where like he talks about like oh well some of those Laker titles were in Minnesota. It's like yeah they're still called the Lakers. You fucking moron. <laughs> They didn't leave the. They didn't like like. They're not the Minnesota Lakers. All right, hold on, hold on. Is is Bill Simmons saying like the parade should be in our city? Yeah. <laughs> nah, like he's doing the oh Boston really still ahead by a certain number instead of just uh, tied or whatever whatever it is Shaky. now. And it's like Shaky. they're the same franchise. It's one moved. It's like Shaky ground. Like I don't have like if I have a kid in here. In Pinellas County, Florida, and then I moved to fucking LA. Like I, I still have a kid, right? What? You, you're still the father. Yeah, I mean, if you want to call them a deadbeat franchise, they left. <laughs> that's what you call. That's that's what you call a franchise now when they leave the city. Like, okay, see Thunder, your deadbeat franchise, your deadbeat franchise. You left. Yep. You left Seattle. Fuck you. But yep. yeah, like nah, man. Anyway, back to back to what we we're talking about. We we're talking about pro wrestling. Jesus. But like, yeah, man. Like, if you if you buy tickets. To go see someone, specifically to see someone lose a big match. That is wild to me. <laughs> it really is. Um, Yeah, man. Um, So, we had AW Dynamite uh, this week. Where we ran kind of long on that last segment. Kind of a lot wanted. went on. What's up? It's what the people wanted. It's what the people wanted. Yeah, we, we give you what you wanted. Um, but uh, Swerve and Darby opened up with a... Smoker in the in the opener. Uh what'd you think of this match, James? Very, very good match. Um wasn't paying deep attention to it. Like what I saw though, um 
had a tr- had, had trouble getting into the show. Um, like as far as locking in and paying the kind of attention that I normally do to uh to wrestling when I watch it. But yeah, enjoy what I saw. I uh, thought it was really good. Um, uh, the the finish, you know. Once that finish happened, it was like, okay, I see what's about to happen in this main event. And then, I mean, he even teased it after the, in the promo. Cut the promo. After. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost wish he hadn't because it would have gotten more heat on the back end. That way, mm-hmm. it's people already know. like, oh, that we know what's, he know he's coming out. I'll leave it here with something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which is you know, funny. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I, I like this match a lot. And I, I don't, I, I think the cool thing with Swerve and Darby is, um, they, the road to thing they, they they did this week swerve like cut a three minute promo that was like really great and um i get the vibe that this is not over between yeah. these guys yeah um and what what was your gonna, what was your thought on the belt whipping loved it uh not every day you get to see a white man get whooped on national television by by um a black man but um you know switch you know we don't see that normally happening so um i i thought it was uh pretty funny um but as far as like these two uh running it back i think darby's gonna need a place to land uh after the four pillars feud um and i think you know with the with the debut of nick wayne set to happen you know sometime this summer um you know, there, there's a lot of like moving parts available. I think if you start drawing it all, you you can probably figure out, um, you know, wh- where this thing is headed. So it's um, it, it's gonna be real funny, like to go from like this dynamic we've had of like Sting and Darby, you know, where where Darby's a little homie, but he's a star, and then like all of a sudden, like he's gonna be big homie for for Nick Wayne while Nick Wayne's bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fun change in dynamic. It, it is. Oh, uh, NJ does, does PR says rank the pillars right now. Oh, for me, for my personal liking, for if I was gonna start a promotion, um, he just said rank them. So okay, I'll, I'll do the like for, from a promotional standpoint, right? If I'm the, if I'm Tony Khan or Vince McMahon or whatever else, MJF, Darby, Jungle Boy, Guevara. I would probably go in the same order. Uh, I think Sammy has a slightly higher match ceiling. He just kind of gets like, there's a lot character wise to be desired with him where he, I think Jungle Boy has less baggage than Sammy Guevara uh, and he he's does. slightly younger. So, he does. so and I also like that, that when they, as like the way that like that, that, TNT title run went to shit so fast. It was it's it was really like wow, like you, j- we just let you out of the out of the, you know, we just let you out of the house and like you've already like crashed a car, you crashed a car, you even yeah. got in the neighborhood. Fuck. I think you know. Who get another shot? Fair, who get another shot? Look, was, to was, be fair to Sammy, shoot. a lot of that booking now. <laughs> when, you, when you look at others that have won the TNT title and almost had nothing waiting for them on the other side. Maybe this was like the first sign that was like, this is a weakness that TK has. Um, I remember being upset at the time. He was just wrestling, as I called them, the good hand mafia or some shit like that. Like they were bringing like Bobby Fish off the street. And it's like, this doesn't mean anything. Like, and he's having good matches, like, you know, him and Jay Lethal. But it was like, it wasn't like moving him up or anything. It was like he was just kind of doing something. So um, for me, it's MJF, 
Darby, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara. Um, now, if you ask me my personal preferences, I just I would just swap MJF and Darby at one and two. I would put mm-hmm. Darby one, MJF two, and then keep uh, keep three at Jungle Boy and four at Guevara. Like, for my personal taste. Like Sammy may be my favorite wrestler of them all, but just in ranking mm. them, like I can't I can't put him number one or anything like that. Like MJF is like he's done too much great work, too many uh too many awesome promos, even for the promos I don't necessarily dig. Uh I think he has like a lot there. When he wrestles, it's awesome. Uh, you know, his frequency of wrestling is bothersome. And the fact like uh, WWE has a champion that you know barely shows up uh, to wrestle, and it seems like he's like doubling up MJF at this point. MJF has defended the belt once in five months, almost. He's so, had one like, defense. He's had one defense or two defenses, excuse me. Um, the Ricky Starks and the uh, Daniel. That's Sandwich. right. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, this is uh, you know, but. But like, Rich, think, that's the heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think for Jungle Boy, he has a great linear kind of story that I think anybody watching the promotion from day one can easily like latch on to like him because it's he's always been on the ascent. Like there's never been a backslide for him, I don't think. Um and it's almost like uh, you know, with Darby, I think people would love it if he broke through just because like from day one, he's just been this guy that just way more over than his push at almost at all times. So, um, you know, they, they've all got strengths and weaknesses. Uh, you heard our ranks, but these guys I think are, you know, worth, you know, putting the time that they are into them. Um, I, yeah, I personally think, I just personally think that like Darby and, um, MGF up to this point have separated themselves as far as like, you can put them at the top of the card with, Moxley, Omega, Jericho, etc., Page, um, Danielson, and like there's a different expectation for what the crowd feels during when they're out there in front of each other and when the match is happening compared to a Jungle Boy or a Guevara. Um, is Darby likes to lose? Yes, but the way that he just wrestles is just so like. This, he's he's so good at storytelling. He's able to be like he's able to like yeah. He's so small. He's a hundred. He's a buck forty soaking wet or bucks forty seven smoke uh, soaking wet. But like the way he throws his body around, like makes it believable for someone to watch him wrestle people bigger than him and believe like he can you know put people like uh have people reeling at times in the match. Like so, it's just so much easier than like the other three. Yeah. Like if you look at like Sammy, for example, he might have the best match catalog of, of all of them. Um, you know, his stuff against Danielson, his stuff against Moxley in last year, stuff against MJF. Ladder match uh, with Cody. Ladder match, match with Cody with the like, Pillars. Ladder like, match with uh Scorpio Sky. It's it's deeper than you think, the, like, especially uh, the all especially the like Stadium Stampede, Anarchy and Arena shits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Especially when you start like digging into his cage match and then kind of coming to the conclusion that his cage match scores probably get fucked with um, <laughs> to, to some kind of ex- a small extent, at least. Um, so, like, that's why I, I continue to, like, to fly the flag for, for Sammy. So, <laughs> um, 
uh, Seamus Nova. I don't think MJF Darby or, or Jungle Boy is surviving a program working with Scorpio Sky either. Um, I don't know if Scorpio was necessarily the issue. I think there was. It, it wasn't necessarily uh, Scorpio Sky as much as it was like the weirdness of what the title changes, the quick title changes did to the belt for what it felt like before that happened. Um, getting it from uh, Guevara to Cody and then right back to Guevara. Then also, like, you had, um, like, Sammy, like, at, by that point in time, like, the weirdness with his relationship with, with, with Tay and people being put off by that. And also, um, you had, like, uh, what's his name? MMA, Bellator, uh, or Miami. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert as well, uh, as an element that, like, people either enjoy him because he's good at talking or people just hate him because like he's shitting on AEW, but it's like, that's the heat. That's the point of why he's there. And people like not being annoyed by that anyway, while knowing that was his job. Um, uh, so yeah, like it's, it was a lot of things, but it wasn't necessarily like MJF as far as like he was bad. Cause like, I mean that match, that ladder match he had was good as hell too. Um, MJF and Darby Allen though, uh, after Darby's uh, match with Swerve, went face-to-face, and Sting got involved in this, and I was really into this. I thought this was a, a great promo segment between, um, you know, Sting coming out and then all the stuff he was talking about, but Darby, like, cut and Floyd was talking about this on All Things Elite, and it was just like, I think Hangman is good at this, too, and it's like capturing what resonates with, like, the modern, um, like, kind of wrestling audience that's, like, willing to accept different things out of their their baby faces that may have not flown 10 years ago 20 years ago like this guy like started talking about going to therapy and shit like that and then got a standing ovation for it and shit like that so uh, i thought that was really cool um that you know he could open up like that and kind of use that as a as a weakness for mjf because obviously mjf is a fucking (laughs) you know a train wreck on several levels yes yeah yeah I, I never, I never thought of it in the context of uh, Page, but yeah, it's there. Yeah, so like you talk, they talked about um, being on the independent scene. Uh, MJF, you know, would be happy once he's on television, but he's still not happy here. Um, you know, Darby talked about taking care of all the people in his life, um, and you know, he's MJF calls him like an arrogant little boy. Sting ended up getting coming out he's he's talk he told mjf like why are you talking about daddy daycare when you were in cody daycare essentially like filling in um like, the gaps that like, oh, MJF I, to say cody. I said his yep. name i don't give a fuck i'm sting all right i'm sting uh, on i'm sting on turner i say what i want <laughs> almost like you know i'm austin reeves in a laker uniform i do what i want you know <laughs> same thing sting austin reeves you oh know, my god same exact thing there but um, you know, uh, filling in the gaps for uh, the where MJF left those out uh, a couple weeks ago, so I thought that was cool. He shouts out Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, yep. Shouts out Ric Flair for yep. helping him back in the day. Said Cody was your support system, just like you know, um, Sting is Darby's. Essentially, his run is almost over. And, but one day, you know, Darby's going to become the, the world champion. He said he's not interested in being the champion anymore. But man. If you telling me we can't we can't build up to like a MJF Sting one off for 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 the championship, I w- I would welcome it, James. <laughs> it felt like all it felt like you and two other people like immediately were like I want to see that match, and I'm just like I don't want to see Sting and MJF. <laughs> 
Like I, I don't want to get. I don't want to see Sting get hit, get punched in the fucking face with a ring. I don't want to see that. Man, I, I I think the Stinger should get a shot. You know. Oh God. At some point, I think the okay. If you do it, you have to do it like before Darby gets a t- gets the belt. That's how right. you do it. But but for the three way, you save that. Right. Or at least that's how I feel anyway. Um. After that, um, I, I thought this was a, a really strong segment. Yeah, it was um, very fun. It was very fun. Um, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Silas Young. Um, they're in Milwaukee, so Silas Young shows up. Um, I, I thought Silas Young was going to do that thing he did last year, where with he Paige? just dropped in. Yes, with Heyman Page, like, and you know, just start showing up like you one of the five best wrestlers in the world and shit. But that was not on the cards here. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he got squished. I barely but, um, remember this match, but I don't remember. Nothing being, to remember. Yeah, exactly. It was over it, in it, seconds. It was not like that page match. Like maybe it was because you know, like old ROH guys that go back, they had the history and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, I, I you know, I like this dude. I'm gonna try and get him. I'm gonna try and give him a match, and I'm gonna tell him, hey, try some, you know, try try more than you you're usually doing your normal thing, and we're gonna try and make you look impressive. Uh, I, that wasn't the case. That, uh, this one in, in Powerhouse Hobbs did not have that same conversation with him. Not right, at together. all. Like no, nah, we finna we finna hit you with the with the axe, or we finna hit you with the uh, the hammer and the anvil. Look, the the slightly on fire hammer. I, I kind of like that as a as a finish for uh, Hobbs. Kind of strong looking move there. Okay. Um. So uh, after the match, before the match, actually, they they show like um this car that Hobbs has, and it's like some old school car. Um. Uh, I don't, I don't think it, it was, was a, it. A, uh, was it a Grand I National? I don't know. Nah. You don't know shit about cars. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been a... I thought it was a, that was a donk. You know. It's not a donk. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'll explain a joke or no. <laughs> I'll explain a joke. Fuck it. So, Rich has been down here in Florida for, for now. How long have you been down here in Florida now? 19 years. 19 years. So, like, in Florida, like... Late 70s, like, Impalas and Caprices painted up in whatever color. That's the thing. They call it donks, right? The thing is, Rich, anytime he sees any old school car with, like, a, with a paint job, he's like, oh, that's a donk. It's like, no, that's not a donk. <laughs> He'll point at a box Chevy and be like, that's, that's, a, that's a, no, that's not a donk. Stop it. And it's just like, and he, and, and he now at this point, he just does it. He knows, like, this fucking annoys me. But... <laughs> So that's an all-running joke for the, over a decade now yes. between us. Um, the the car that Hobbs had actually kind of looked like a box Chevy, like a little bit. That's what a Grand. I think that's why I think it was a Grand National because okay. I think it was a Buick. Because yeah. Buicks look like smaller uh, box Chevys. Yeah. Um. So they talk about how Hobbs loves this car, and all of a sudden they flash back. Warlow's back there, and he destroys that shit with a baseball bat. Um, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, this would be more effective if Warlow like turned the car over <laughs> with his bare hands or something. That popped me. Like, <laughs> you know how I, heavy like, that I fucking was... car is? He ain't moving that shit. That's just metal. That's not, that's not like one of these fiberglass cars. No, that shit heavy as fuck. Look, you cra- look, if you get in a car accident, I actually got a car accident last week, but I'm, I'm fine. But, uh, like you get into a car accident in, in one of the old schools. Your ass, your ass protected. <laughs> These cars now, 
<laughs> that shit, that whole thing might shatter around you. Right. But um, I I didn't like this. I thought I thought this was very derivative, very Stanford. Um, yeah. You know how they say Memphis is so yeah. Memphis is very Stanford. You know, um, I, I but mean, I think so- if you're going to do this and make it more effective, like it can't be the same episode that we introduce Hobbs with the car. You know that Bingo. we destroy ten minutes later. Like that's, you can't that's do exactly, that. That's exactly how I felt. Um, like. Like you got to build that up. You got to show how's buying the car. You got to show how's fixing up the car. Well, you got to show. You got to show him literally taking the car from zero to a hundred. Right. I think the uh, wasn't the story that like QT Marshall got him that car. Yeah. Yeah. Like another part that would also would have um, would have been more like sentimental or whatever else is like they were just in North California recently. Yeah. Um. Like if you do that, like in an area to where it makes actually makes some sense that he actually drove that car from his home, for from his home area, or whatever. Like if he was, if this happened in L.A., if this happened in, um, Southern Cal or whatever else, a place where you like it, it's reasonable that someone could say, "Hey, I want to drive. I just want to you know drive my car, my old school, you know, up and down the mm-hmm. highway, whatever else, for a decent amount of time." Yeah, but they're in Milwaukee. He did, right. He did not drive from California to Milwaukee <laughs> with his car. And that, that goes or he could park. not have. It would have made no sense for him, too, either. Right, right, like, right, right. Had they framed it that way. Right. So, like, so just from the thing of, like, the distance from, from where he actually lives and also the part he's like, he just, it just, he got that, he got it like a week ago or less than that. And now all of a sudden they're destroying it. Yeah. It was very much like that. Um, yeah, you said it felt very Stanford. I, I was, I was saying like it, it felt very just like Monday Night Wars. Like they were destroying cars and shit all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jamie had mentioned this uh, in Largo Loop chat. Like he, he, he thought that like he was going to punch the thing. Like Goldberg punched the limo, <laughs> and like I was like, I, I didn't mention, but at the time, like when I watched it, because you know how like because the, the the windows were so darkly tinted, I was like, he had uh, used the he had used the pipe. Or he used something for like the, for the window or for the, uh, the, the, the lights. And then he started use, uh, trying to break the windows. I was like, do not punch one of them fucking windows. Do not punch one of them w- windows and get fucking cut up and be, end up like Goldberg. And luckily he ended up, uh, throwing something into the windshield and, and moved on. But I was like, okay, good. Cause I was like, please, please, please. I've seen the bad news with this shit. Please don't do this. Um, luckily it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> Hobbs ended or Warlow ended up making his way out and you know they started running it uh then they you know all the geeks assembled broke them all up but Aaron Solo was power bombed through a table off the joint and I I think he, he okay? hit his head I think he's fine but he hit his head that shit could have went really bad but luckily it did not like they set up two tables side by side he only broke through one of them the other one was just untouched and yeah no. Unfortunate. Hope he's okay. Because when I saw it, yeah. I was like, "Wait, did he bump his? Did he this head hit the ground?" That yeah, the, I was dang. like, "Oh, yeah, solo. yeah." Like, it sucks when it's like you know you're a person and you you got to do this kind of stuff to get on TV or whatever else and build towards whatever you're doing, and then something like that happens. It's like, fuck, Look, I feel so Aaron's, bad for that person. Aaron Solo, bump guy. <laughs> Sammy Guevara gave us a good one there. Um but Jay White then cut a promo, um, and he, t- he talked about Bullet Club. So him and Juice Robinson are the best faction in the group. Um, they did like a long rundown, pretty much of all the leaders, and 
you know, uh, shit like that. He bragged about giving Ricky Starks a beatdown. Uh, and they said, Mr. Absolute, he's just getting started. And so they're going to take over AEW. And they are known as Bullet Club Gold. Um, they did announce later in the week a Jay White versus Commander match, a.k.a. Kenny Omega versus Vikingo at home. Um, so... Wait, do you mean yeah. we have Kenny? We have Kenny Omega and, Vi- and Vikingo at home. That's no, what you no, mean? no. We have Jay White and Commander. I know you would like the 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 Kenny Omega and Vikingo, but we don't quite have that right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure that's what Jay you mean. White Commander match. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's how they're and that match is set for this week on Dynamite. Look, if, J- if James, what the fuck does Jay White know about Lucha Libre? We finna find out, I guess. And we gonna see. Look, I I already got the match. Look, I'm telling you right the fuck now, listeners of this show from the podcast and the stream. If Commander gets his ass up there for like his fourth or fifth fucking rope walk, and then this the fourth or fifth time he gets caught out the sky and caught with a Blade Runner, I'm turning the show off. This the most obvious fucking thing that Jay White would do in in an aid in a sorry in a New Japan Jay White match is wait to do that to get a to get a counter and it finishes with oh he's a counter wrestler and you get and that's how it's finished. If he does that, I'm turning the show off because like this is lazy Jay White shit I be talking about. Like what well, uh, a counter? Okay, like or just beat somebody. It's okay. It's fine. And, and like this shit is like why we always say like we think that like he fit best in WWE because like that's their style is like you get beat with like the last move, like you don't ever beat anybody like decisively like you just luckily got to land the last shot and it went down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, JY and AEW, we'll see. Like he's much I prefer what he's done in AEW than what he consistently has done in New Japan as far as his matches in the ring and his approach. Um, but can we t- go back and talk about Bullet Club Gold? Bullet Club Gold. So, um, like, is that credit card with Visa or MasterCard or... I hear it's a cousin of the Rush cards, actually. Um, you know, uh, something that, you know, not a lot of people really use uh, that may be scamming involved, you know. Speaking of Russell Simmons... I heard that, like, he came back and they didn't arrest him. What's he doing here? <laughs> right! <laughs> he should exit. I heard Wait, that. I was like, wait, 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 wait. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't look fine, like, look, you know, look. look, see that he was coming in and be like, all right, buddy, as soon as you land, we right here with the cuffs. The chain gang, you know, where, where is that? You know, Jay White talking about the Bam Bam gang. You know, where's the chain gang for Mr. Russell Simmons? Man. Man. You know, can can we teach him a, a, a you know a melody? Can we teach him a hymn to home? Is you know, a, why, why he's hard at work for the state of Mississippi? You know, <laughs> why would he be in Mississippi? That's why I'm laughing. Well, like Ray Ray Ray. I know, Paul, I, know, you know? I know, I know, I <laughs> know. You know, a good state of Mississippi. You the, know, the idea they were seeing rich old ass Russell Simmons to go, to, to go out there and turn bigger rocks into smaller rocks is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> you gonna put you to work now? Oh my god, you gonna work now? Yes. Let's see. Um, let's see how well you do it. Let's see what that yoga has done for you all these years. Here, yes. you got to go out here and, and do it every single morning and every single night. That man should have super strength. You know, ready. 
Uh, up next, Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews. Um, the Orange Cassidy title reign rolls on. I believe he's defended his belt 19 times. Um, this man's been Did he on an incredible on show role. this weekend in Philly? Wasn't he on yes. the Philly uh, uh, NXT? Not NXT, New Japan yes, show? I- I believe he defended against Gabe Kidd, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that might be the 20th defense, if I'm not mistaken. Like, this man's been, like, like there's an argument, like, for, like, I, I started calling him, like, the best television wrestler, like, consistently. It's, like, every week with this guy. Like, you know, are there people that peak higher? Of course there are. But, mm. like, this guy, like, just is a blistering, like, he just has this, like, this back-breaking consistency consistency and excellence that that he does um and this this match was i thought it was phenomenal this is the best buddy has looked too since he's been in wwe um yeah i really like this match um i probably like this match more i had to remember what else was in the car but like i think i like this match more than anything else that happened on the show um as you mentioned like buddy he looked he looked like he has a spring in his step it like he's like oh i'm finally getting get a chance to like you know, show people what I can do in a full setting, um, and like I'm super talented. So yeah, I thought it was great, and I thought that like the crowd actually bought some of the you know some of the chances that he could win. I've, and I look, I I was buying it. I I thought yeah. we were on because they've been telling this story like Cassidy started to get worn down, but right. he just keeps pulling it out. Like and he then he's in there with a dude that looks like that. Yeah, who's out here hitting them with like these incredible sounding strikes incredible like the camera work didn't kind of betray you know some of the strikes but like it's it, they all sounded like gunshots were going off and like <laughs> the way that uh orange sold him it like he was getting you know destroyed so yeah it, it was fun um they had um a spooky video package with christian and luchasaurus in that red room again um christian notes things have changed and that was all. That was it. Um, all right. Thanks. Um, after that, uh, Trent, you know, I said that uh, Cassidy is fine. You know, him and Chuck Taylor then called out Aussie Open for IWGP tag team title match on Rampage. Um, I didn't see that one, but um, I'm going to assume uh, the belts were not changed. Yeah, I, um, I got two um, Aussie Open matches to watch this weekend. So. <laughs> uh, after that, Ethan Page is in the ring and Ethan Page always like ends up in the ring in these situations where it's like there was no entrance, there was no nothing. He's just there with a the mic. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this like at least three times this year. Uh, since he's been in the company, I feel like it's been more than three times. <laughs> Maybe. Um, he's talking about Matt Hardy and Hook and the ongoing and uh, you know contract storyline, demand answers. Uh, then uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Hardy came out. Uh, Hardy said that he manipulated the contract uh, because. Uh, this bro, like you think about how long this contract stuff has been going on in some For, form or fashion. It's been going on since fucking since he was doing it to um, party, part, private party, and then it With happened. Snoop you know, it, you know the AF or sorry, Andrade had the contracts. Now it's yeah, like it, like <sighs> the, are these contracts like I would at this point? I Iron would plan? love, bro. At this point, I would love these contracts to like be somewhere like this storyline be somewhere present in the promotion until the end of time like some somehow they just kind of keep getting rolled over to other people or whatever it's like what the fuck like where did this start like you know um no it was like someone's masters and shit yeah like, oh yeah you own the masters now <laughs> you too can't can, can be like scooter braun 
you know, buy this oh, shit up. Oh, God. She actually had a show recently in Tampa. Three of them. Oh, three of them. I think she got three days at Raymond James. Okay. I saw Kelly went to one of them, and I was like, oh, oh, I, okay. I didn't know that was in town, but I will, I will not be going to downtown Tampa no type soon. Yeah. Um, We're not downtown, but, you know, <clears throat> by the stadium. He said um, a win over uh, Paige would free him from his agreement with the firm. Uh, but then uh, Big Bill and Lee Moore already showed up. They attacked Cassidy and Hardy, but then Hook showed up and made the save. But the heels then got back on top. And then, you know. Yep, sure enough. You know, Jeff Hardy comes on out. He does not stop and hit the juke. He does, he does not do that. He just takes his ass to the ring. He did jog. He didn't jog full speed though. Yeah, he, he you know his brother, he his brother in trouble. He, you know, he, that, but it is much better than the first time he showed up. That is true. That is very much true. The crowd, so, the crowd was so fucking loud for him. The crowd, yep. yeah, huge, huge pop, huge pop. Yep, biggest pop uh, in a while AEW. I feel. So this guy comes in, uh, does a swanton, runs off the heels, and then I'm just like. Jeff Hardy is back. And it was, uh, you know, when he hugged his brother and, you know, him and Matt and knowing like, you know, Matt and Jeff, they've had their own up and downs. And, you know, it was I think if you have a brother that, you know, you may be going something with going through something with maybe that hits you. That hit me for a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, I just can't think stop to think like. We talked about CM Punk and obviously him um, being somebody that's like, yeah, bro, like you're likely to revert to who you are like in a time like of a fight or flight situation or something yeah. like that. Or when the chips are down, you're you going to be the fuck you right. eventually. And, and then, yes. And in the how, case, uh, go ahead. Not go. I know exactly where you're going. Go ahead. And then like with Jeff Hardy, it's like, how do I expect Jeff Hardy to continue to be a professional wrestler, but clean? Like that's not the Jeff Hardy experience. It, it has not ever been And you know, does it sound cold? Maybe, but like people love this man, but like, part of that love is wrapped up in that dude doing whatever it takes to be at the next spot to where he's pain free to where he's whatever, you know, where, where you know, to where he can't drive a, a vehicle anymore for 10 years, apparently um, legally, legally, um, you know, I think at some point you got to let these guys go. But like, this just feels like, it's a sad story. Like that's gonna like a sad ending is coming at some point, and it's great that he's cleaned himself up to whatever degree, and they let him come back. You know, don't want to see you know the alternative or anything, but it's almost like a all right, let's see how long he lasts this time. And wrestling companies are still doing this, like they're still bringing Jeff Hardy back because he's a star, still going crazy for him, and. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I see him, I'm like, I don't even want to, like, I don't want to boo him. I don't want to cheer him. I'm just like, it's like, you're just another guy on the screen and I, I don't, I don't want to get invested or anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, I don't know where this can end besides the way it's always ended. You know, um, it's got to be in everybody, in the back of everybody's mind that like, it's a possibility he might get 
drunk and they get behind a little car and, you know, put, you know, people that are on the road or people that have his vehicle at, at risk, and including himself. Um, hope it doesn't happen, but would not be surprised because uh, it's happened so many times. And like, like, you know, I don't know how long his rehab process was, but he was gone for a while. Gone for a yeah. while. Um, I hope he, you know, hope it was, you know, hope it was positive and hope that, you know, he can take that with him and, you know, keep, you know, keep it, keep his head on straight or try to, you know, you know, fight this thing. Cause like once you, you know, you're able to operate a car with that kind of, you know, um, blood alcohol level is like, this is beyond just being irresponsible. This is also like a physical need for this in his bloodstream to survive type of thing as well. So, um, hopefully he's able to kick that, um, and, you know, hoping for the best, but I'm not gonna be surprised if it don't, if it happens again. Um, as far as him and AW, <sighs> the things I wanted to see him do, he already did when like him hanging out with Darby. Um, you know, if, if, you know, he, you know, reconnects with Darby or whatever else, um, going and and like some type of trios thing or some type of faction thing after Sting, cool. Um, but yeah, it just um, it's really just a situation where like there's not too many things I actually want to see him do in AEW. Um, but you know, we'll see what they do. Like he can always like they can always find him a way to get him in a party match, and he can do you know his couple things, and he'll always be super over. And like you know, if he can keep his nose on clean, he is a positive for the company. It's just we saying will he keep his nose on clean is like looking at history. Yeah. Um. So after that, um, Kenny Omega was shown the video, uh, presumably at his place. Um, he thanked the fans and the doctors for supporting him. Said he's been talking to the Bucks and they've are going to settle their uh, issues with the Blackpool Combat Club in the ring. Said him and the Bucks can accept being attacked, but. He took their attack on Don personally, vows to get revenge. He said he knows people don't like Don, but his family crossed the line. Um, talked about he's going to get revenge on them. And then um, I don't know if y'all have seen this Don Callis cut, but they uploaded that shit. Like, that shit's like, like, that shit was like a. Uh, it was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. So, yeah, like, he, his head was, was meant like, to hit whatever it hit. It just, yeah. it ran with it. Yeah. So. Um, like that's uh, a fucking that suck shit too. fucking hurt, bro. Like that shit looked like it was like Rich, I'm bald too. You know how you know how <laughs> there ain't no protection up there? No, it's not. That is like the aftermath. After once you get like that, you get cut open, split open. Now you gotta like try to figure out how to do this every two, three days without getting close to this. That fucking sucks. And that shit had to hurt. Yeah. But yeah, Woo, shit. Um, but what I that will I say, like the, the promo, the promo about like you know he's you know mentioning like they keep hitting on this like Kenny Omega is aware that Callus is a slime ball, but he's family. Like, it, I like how they ke- how they keep pressing upon people that like Kenny Omega is not going to be shot when he gets fucked over by this dude, and then he comes for his, and then Omega comes for his vengeance because like it's going to happen eventually. It has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we got to the match. Uh, it was Nakazawa and Cutler against um, uh, Moxley and Castagnoli. And 
you know, to my surprise, you know, uh, Nakazawa Color actually had some difficulty uh, in this match. Uh, I thought, you know, this would be a lay down right here, a walkthrough for, for these guys. But uh, Casanoli, you know, they blindsided them, fucked them up during their entrance. Um, full scale assault on the outside of the ring. Um, uh, Moxley hit him with chairs. Nakazawa got busted open. Uh, they, they went in, eventually rang the bell. Um, but he's completely overmatched in front of Claudio. Um, Nakazawa did fire up at some point, at, at a point. Uh, and I believe Brandon got, uh, you know, yeah. a chance to fire up as well. Yeah. Like, but was immediately like thwarted. <laughs> but Nakazawa, but it, that, yeah. that actually kind of made the match. It was like, okay, they, they're trying to fight back a little bit. Right. Cause it, it, it felt like until, uh, Nakazawa got something back, or at least for a little bit on Claudio to get the tag out to Cutler that like, they weren't even going to let Cutler and Masa get into the ring during the during the the match after the bell rang. Like it was going to be just Cesaro or sorry, Claudio just handles it, and then um then you know they got in and they were able to you know show Cutler with the bleeding inside the mask and then put him away. Uh, so yeah, that that did make it more fun than just it just been like just Claudio just kills him. And trust me, I had tons of fun watching Claudio just say. You gonna fight me? Come on, keep bring it, keep bringing it. I've been your ass. Get up and fight. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I love Claudio in this in this role. He's so fucking good. Yo, he's <laughs> just a big fucking bully, bro. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of people in like wrestling, right? And it's like, you know, guys are varying degrees of physically opposing or yeah. threatening, and you'd be like, man, you know. How you know, you know? How would I do? You know, what would my chances be if, if you know we got into you know some type of disagreement or something like? And you know, there's a couple guys I feel like you know I can handle, right? Right. Claudio Casanoli is not one of those gentlemen. <laughs> Man. Like, uh, Cam, no, Cam from Wrestling Otaku. It was in, my in, fault, sir. I apologize. So Cam, Cam has said this uh, uh on on Twitter like a month or two ago. He was like, "Look, man." Like <laughs> Cesaro squats. Like, like it's one thing to be like you know the bodybuilder looking all that kind of stuff and everything, or even like the CrossFit build. Like Rollins, like it's another thing to be like an Olympic lifter and like you, you do you do squats in your routines. Like no like dudes that be out here doing clean power cleans and uh, or not power cleans, but like uh, cleans and all that kind of stuff and and snatches and all that kind of stuff. They got the, they have the quote unquote functional strength that we talk about in a mm-hmm. way that like translates more than like if you just in the gym and you are here hitting you know, you know working on your upper body uh, two days uh, two in two different days or four days or three days a week like it's just totally different it's totally different and look that dude looks every bit like he he goes in there and he goes to that gym trying to get that shit to translate into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> especially in this position where like all he does is be aggressive and an aggressive asshole it's so fun like he's he's so skilled that you can't call him a dumb jock wrestler but he gives off that energy of dumb jock wrestler like big bully that just like i'm better than you i'm just and better i'll than pick you, you up I, like, yeah. i'll just take you off your feet yeah like, like i can manhandle you whenever i want to i'm just gonna toy with you it, 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 it's fun it really is so, um, Moxley grabs the mic, um, calls out, um, basically says, Young Bucks are in the hospital, Paige is in the hospital, Callis is, is home. Um, and, you know, and he, he said a line, which I thought was really good. He's like, We put the elite in all elite wrestling. It was like, if anyone needs a flashing sign on what, th- what this feud is, like, yep. this is fucking awesome. Like, yep. and, um, 
and then from there it was like i feel like i heard the arena go like <gasps> like he said that shit like and then from there um kenny's music hits kenny comes out uh jeans only omega um <laughs> jeans only kenny came out dark hair um and uh, i thought it's like is he about to do the same dumb shit that uh <laughs> that page did the week before Cesaro's just finna grab you and he finna whoop your ass. If that's a smart man that, that Kenny Omega is. Um, so, uh, someone said Kenny had true religions on. Good God. Um, Did he? No idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, he stands there and they're basically telling him to get in the ring. Now, all of a sudden, um, uh, uh, the Bucks pop in uh, from behind. Uh, crowd go, pops for the Bucks. They haven't been seen in quite a while. Uh, double super kicks to Casanoli and Mox. Uh, got some licks in on them. And um, Moxley ended up isolating the corner. And then Matt Jackson was like, nah, man, before before you rush him with the V-trigger, how about you, how about you give him this but this obviously being the screwdriver that uh, got used against hangman um that kenny is also not like with this hangman shit at all bt this week was really great um he said none of us like there was a like a, a stare down there was like an exchange with uh uh silver and reynolds the bucks and they were talking about you know who's re- who really uh is friends with hangman page and then kenny like jumps in like none of us are friends with hangman page like we don't like i don't like none of us give a fuck basically talking about the elite or whatever and then matt's like i like hangman and then it's like kind of awkward like so mm-hmm. like the uh you know the revenge that he's getting here it was almost like matt was like setting it up like hey man you know do this for hangman or whatever and kenny's doing this shit for himself like obviously because he was wrong too with callus or whatever so right. like they ain't settled that shit and it's still Smoke in the city there. Um, he rushes Moxley with, with the uh, uh, screwdriver, throws it into the buckle, kind of. Moxley gets out of the way. And people brought up that this is a callback from their match in uh, 2019, but in reverse. So um, that was pretty cool. The lights out match? Yeah. Okay. So um, BCC versus Elite, another chapter. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be, you know, their their biggest story, uh, like ongoing story of the year. Um, I feel like there's gonna be like whatever CM Punk and Jericho is going to do when CM Punk comes back, and you'll have MJF, and then you'll have this, and then like, you know, it'll be on three fucking shows, but it'll feel more like what the company was doing before, like. Before the injuries hit them at the beginning of last year, like mm-hmm. crazy, or like because you know that was the thing that I felt like the company had issues with. Like they didn't have trouble telling like this big, like a big long form story. It was a problem that it was like they, there weren't like three of them at the same time. Like like what's happening in you know when they were at the beginning of the of uh, AEW, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that that seems like be like it's on its way back. So we got Tony Storm and Ruby Soho against Riho and Sky Blue. It's a cool match. Not not really too much uh, to write home about here. I thought Sky Blue looked good. Um, love to see Riho at pretty much any time. Um, but Storm ended up getting the win with a uh, with a pile driver Storm Zero on Sky Blue, who takes another pin in this thing. Post match segment, you already know what it is. Um, <laughs> Soraya comes in, 
beat down on the baby faces. Riho gets sprayed with an L. Hater comes in, takes a fight to the outcast, gets overmatched. Britt Baker arrives to even Oz, uh, but the heels bail and saves Soraya before Britt can curb stomper. Um, they <laughs> they came out here and um, have continued to repeat this shit for like two months. Um, so maybe this is their answer to the bloodline, like where nothing ever happens for a certain like amount of time. But, uh, I mean, well, it, they have to throw in someone making a face at a, with a tight shot on camera. They, they, add that add, stuff they should add that in. Yeah. You're right. Um, um, but yeah, this was like it was back to back segments or back to back to back segments of like return surprise yeah uh or like save save yeah. for the baby faces so while watching the show i messaged in the in largo loop thread like hey bro we see them do this shit every single week and then like you pointed out that like yeah they had three saves where someone came out at the end of saves like like no you're right rich but i don't mean that i'm on this show i mean like outcast beat baby faces ass Baby faces run down to even the odds or make the save, and then they bail. I feel like I've seen that like a bunch of times, and like then it was like everybody else online, all all along with me, all at the same time, were like, "Bro, this all they fucking do." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of holding pattern this is. I don't know what shoe they're waiting for to drop with this, but it's like. Yeah, gotta give us something new. You got yeah. to. They've got the match next week. It's in Britsburg. Um, you know, I feel like eventually Britt Baker's facing Jamie Hayter at some point. I mean, gee. Um I, like, I wouldn't be shocked so. if that's a Wembley match, honestly. They need to turn um, they need to turn Britt Baker Hill as soon or not, not you know, like Get, get the crowd to boo her again as soon as possible, because if that is not what their intention is on that reality show, then I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> she yeah. comes off like the biggest asshole on this show. Like she is in other people's business at at the job, asking why people aren't showing up to work at the job. It's the job. You are not my my manager. You are not my supervisor. I don't give a fuck what you think. Who are you to be asking me about why am I not coming to my job or not while I'm injured? It's what, a lot. What, what other what other se- what other segment of the workplace outside of sports is that does someone do that and and people aren't like you're an asshole? What's wrong with you? Only in yeah. sports is like this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a performance-based business, so... Um, I, 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 I get that. She's injured. Why aren't you showing up to... Why aren't you showing up just to show up? Because I have a bad back, and it's probably not a good idea for me to come on a fucking plane. Well... It's, it's, it's real simple. It's real simple. Why don't... Hey, I have a bad back. I don't feel think it's a good idea for me to walk around the airport, then sit on a plane for three for two or three hours. It's not good for your back. But wh- but whatever. I when, mean, you, when you don't like somebody, you'll come up with whatever excuse you'll make to to do this to then slander somebody. And I also like the thing where she's doing where she's like, 
she is uh it's not for the way she's presenting it it's not actually about her it's about she, everybody it's, it's about it's about Tony Storm not getting recognition for being interim, uh, for, for being an interim instead of being actually acknowledged as a champion. Because what she's really doing is she hates Thunder Rosa, so she is then like using, trying to get sympathy on on Tony Storm's plight to get the rest of the girls that she's already in cahoots with to th- to all then gang up on Thunder Rosa, and it's so fucking nasty. And like I don't even watch this show, but I see the clips of it, and every time I see the clips, it's like. She is making herself more and more unlikable every single time it, uh, she's on the show that doesn't involve Adam Adam Cole. I don't get it. There's there's more to the story than you're seeing. Because, I would hope so. Because Jesus because, like, Christ. Th- like, Thunder Rose is not this hopeless woman who's, who's a cripple that's doing these things. Like, she's making seminars. Like, she's flying around the country. She's climbing the Golden Great Bridge. She's documenting all this stuff on her vlog at the same time. But, you know... She, she's talking she's having her husband talk to jd from new york uh to to drop inside info Rich. off to Rich. so you know, there's there's a lot on Rich. on both sides going on here rich like i don't know if you've noticed but like the elite are also on this show do they talk about how come cm punk's not bringing his ass to work they don't well. care because they don't like that fucking guy what if well, why do you want someone you don't like to show up to work other than to slander them for not being at work? She's an asshole. Well, <laughs> there. If they talk about him, they might get sued. It's, it's a little amazing, different, man. Like, yo, this is wild. Like every time I see anything about the show, it is her bearing this woman. It's like did, 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 I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. I'm gonna stop. But it's like this. This seems. This seems like a lot more than just wrestling a rap. If you get my drift, like I don't get it, bro. Like I, I don't, I, I could not imagine, like on one side, someone slandering this person and like acting this out of like out of pocket, and then like on the other end, like this person, like never, ever, seemingly from what I've heard, like you never hear anything from Thunder Rose's side about like disparaging Britt Baker. It is like, so why do you continue to do this? To what what does what does this gain y'all side of like hopefully you think you can bully her to never come back? I don't I don't get it. I and know if you don't Thunder want her back and if you don't want her back, why are you asking her why she showed to work? You don't want her back. I I know Thunder Rosa did apologize for whatever she was doing. Apparently um, not enough or good enough. So I, I think that happened like after some of the stuff. Like this shit, the 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 problem with all this shit is that it's like airing after like a lot of this stuff has been cleared up, and the timeline is like sure. makes people think like, oh, there's actually a problem going on here. But like the resolution is like set to come. I don't know if there is a resolution. There is like nasty what? shit in the water between them. Like I think it's mm-hmm. quite obvious, and it's been that way for a lot longer yeah. than people think. These two hate each other's guts, uh, but you know why it's different from you know the the elite and and CM Punk is you know this is going to sound bad, but obviously it's less important like on every level. Um, but you know, hopefully they can like not do these things to where Brit like when I saw him with Tony Schiavone. And he was like, "Yo, you gotta leave it alone. Like, yeah, you you gotta back off on this." I was like, "Yeah, you get, 
yeah, let this ride. That's the and clip I saw, and it's like, look, it's like yes, let this finally ride. someone is like, can you knock it the fuck off? It, and also, like, reality TV is fake, so. Yes, 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 yes. There's, you know, there's an element of, of all this, I think, too, but. Oh, there's also uh, another part where it's like, we find out about these stories, like Vera in, in, in Kingston, we hear about the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker thing, and then, like, you know, we heard about that, like, while, you know, in the midst of, you know, the CM Punk elite stuff. And you're just like, yo, what is happening backstage all this place? And then like, like, yeah, let's, let's, let's put it on the, let's put it on and record it on the show. And it's like, I, I, do you just have nothing else to talk about the dude to make fake reality? And like, you decide like, Hey, we had these, con- these things that have blown over. So like, we're going to put them back on screen or, or we're going to try to put them on screen for, cause that's happened right now. And then it'll be, you know, aired months later. It's like, you're right with the timing of the stuff, and it just, it just. Yep. All the timing is like, like, it's never a good time for this stuff, but like, this shit is, especially like, you know, when you get people with Twitter accounts that want to, want to clip something up to be like, yeah, like, cause obviously James working with half the info, info. I actually, I watched the whole show. I'm a little bit more filled on, in on what's going on on both sides. But if you only see Brit, you're like, what is this? Like, <laughs> Like, and I can't, I can't blame someone for thinking that. And then, like, and then when you the explain tr- like the Thunder Rosa part of it, I was like, oh, so she's still, so still Briss an asshole. Like, yeah. like, not like nothing you said like made it be like, oh yeah, like I see why she hates her. Outside yeah. of like, there's, it's just like this is just a lot of professional jealousy, a lot of <sighs> a lot going on there, man. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Somebody got to, you know. You know, you know, if you are climbing the Golden Great Bridge, I don't know. Maybe you could show up, but I don't know. Like, and according to Thunder Rosa, like they didn't tell her to show up. So, like, that's once again on the Booker Man. <laughs> that's, that's not that's not the wrestler to be mad at, right? Like, but I, I guess, but my, but like, it goes back to the thing of like, Britt, you don't even like this woman. Why do you want her to show up to work any fucking way? Look, that's that's know. fucking weird behavior. Yep. You are not management. You're an independent contractor. Act like yep. it. Yep. Yep. Um, what else we got? Uh, Keith Lee and Chris Jericho. And man, they were out, man. Like the reviewers, the, the cage match scores. They shitted on this one, James. I didn't and like this match. It was fine. Um, it, 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 I think that Swerve covered up for a lot of uh things that was going on with Keith Lee. Um and I think this match kind of like showed us it's like Keith Lee can do some strength stuff, but like the whole thing where you show like the agile speed stuff or whatever else, it's not there right now. Or at least it wasn't there that particular night and it was a bad or maybe it was a bad matchup for Jericho to try to showcase that stuff. But yeah man, like while while Swerve got over, um, in you know Swerve and our glory, or whatever else, like it 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 actually like mostly benefited Keith Lee in retrospect when we're looking at it as far as like what he was doing, and then like the matches he the matches he was having, and then like you know once he gets into tag team, the level of matches just changed, and um, like they needed to get to, you know, we'll talk about the finish of this match now and we'll talk about it after, but yeah, like, uh, let's, uh, what do you think of the match? 
So I actually kind of like the match. Like I thought it was kind of a classic Jericho versus Big Man uh, match. I could have seen this being like Kane or like, um, you know, I, I didn't think it was some blow away match or anything, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't think it was like some sub five match on cage match. Like is it's a what? As. Yeah, it was like a four point something on cage match. I was like, all right, man, we're what are we doing here? We we lost a plot. I, I don't know. I, so, it's, it's not three stars, but it's 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 better than like that, I guess. Yeah, like I was like, look, man, like um, like I liked some of the stuff Keith was doing. Like they were they were chopping each other. I I like that. And Jericho is like kind of backsliding uh, physically again, so he's gonna have mm. to address that a little bit. Um, but I think. Honestly, like Keith's been gone so long and it's just like been such a struggle to really like see him produce anything outside of the Swerve and Our Glory tag team. I thought this was a step in the right direction, honestly. And with him being in there with Swerve, like I know that's going to go off. Like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Even worried it, about so- that. So like and Swerve uh, comes out for the finish after, you know, said promo. Uh, Swerve's rocking this new kind of mask uh, thing, only shows his eyes. Uh, clocks Keith Lee in the head. Jericho gets a win. And um, I, I think they're going to do that at double or nothing. Okay. Um, like, I, I had I, actually asked this past week uh, if, <laughs> if Swerve and Keith Lee w- was over. I received word it was not in the. I saw the uh, finish of this match, and that confirmed it. Right, so, I mean, we all suggested, oh, my God, Draymond Green just fucking eight times stomped on uh, Sabonis in the chest while he was on the floor. What the fuck? Why? Like, he just curb-stopped this man in the chest while he was on the floor. He And, like, Sabonis on the floor writhing in pain as if he broke a rib. Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, nah, eject his ass. He ain't, nah, Draymond's out the game. He's about to be out the game. Damn. Um, but yeah, as far as, um, as far as, uh, this whole thing, Adam Cole comes out and they kind of repeat the, uh, the, the thing where Jericho wouldn't turn around and look at him. So they're set to face off next week. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, that I mean, as far as Jericho and Keith Lee going into their separate programs, I'm I'm looking forward to both of those. I just didn't like this match. Um, and it's one of those situations where, like, the beginning of the show, end of the show, it was like, um, we put two people that are in separate programs that are, you know, separate from each other. And we we're going to come up with ways to beat these people that are going to start a program. So it's like whatever is fresh or whatever. Um, so it, mm-hmm. I don't hate it as much. You know, you know, a lot of people were complaining about like why does Swerve have to lose? Why does Keith Lee have to lose? Was well, like they're about to move on to this other program and they're going to get each other over. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's um. But yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Like get to get Adam Cole, Jericho to get Keith Lee, Swerve to get you know the Pillars thing. Like I, those are all three program or matches that I want to see in uh, some capacity. So it is what it is. It's fine. Yep. And now and, and now and now uh, Draymond is like arguing with fans in the crowd while they're reviewing him stomping uh, Sabonis in the in the chest or in the ribs. 
Love that for Draymond. Um, but I guess there's only one thing left to do, James, and I will hit the music. One Nation Radio, always ahead. So, who said Mariah was going back to back? So I was asked. So I wanted to ask you because you mentioned that you. Uh, I can't remember the prediction. Was it bef- once we got to the final four, or was it like before we got this, to the tournament? This was before we got to the tournament. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like I didn't. I, I forgot. But like once we got to that final four, it was like she had damn well better go back to. Bed. <laughs> I'm not trying to like look. If it wasn't gonna be Waka, you know, she wasn't gonna run up the Waka meter. I, you know, I'll take Mariah. Like it was like my soccer ass. I would have been pissed. So Niagara Driver suggested like if Waka won, she could like not challenge for the red or white belt. She could just challenge for the future belt. And they're like, okay, that's cool. Um, that that's fine. Uh, But like the other three is like you can't challenge for nothing else, but. The red and white belt in like I saw Ami in a white belt match. She can't. She's not ready to be some main eventing a pay per view yet, and she's better than Mai is. So it's absolutely out of the question. So like Mariah, you know, for me it was like she has to go back to back in. Um, so let's just talk about the Cinderella tournament. Uh, first match of uh, the semifinals was uh, Mai versus uh, Waka. I uh, played a lot on their history, you know, from Act Girls and then Cosmic Angels and then my leaving to go to Donald Armando, um, showing that, you know, Waka can make it more competitive now that she's leveled up and she's got a couple wins under her belt. But ultimately, um, um, my end up getting the best of her and having to put her away with a uh, the Harlem Hangover. And this time, mm. she actually hit the Harlem Hangover without like just landing with the foot right on Waka's face this time. So that was so we, we are improving. So <laughs> she, so my advance to the final. Um, then uh, Mariah and Ami had just a hoss match, and at the end, uh, Mariah ended up winning with uh, I think it was a close, it was just a you know off two rope ejected. Kramon cannot believe he's getting injected. He got ejected, even though it was like you just fucking eight pounds stomp someone in the chest while they're on the ground. You're getting ejected. There's no, there's, like there's, there's nothing. What else were you trying to do other than to stomp his fucking ribs? But anyway, uh, so um, uh, Mariah won by hitting uh, t- hitting a, coming off the ropes, hitting a big Larry. Uh, she's been using that as a secondary finisher lately. Um, so she ends up getting away with that. I mean, he is kind of holding him. Oh know. yeah, definitely holding. But he, he definitely holds. Like, like, for me, up, but, for me, you yeah. know what I'd do? I would attack Sabonis and I would have ejected Draymond. Yeah, because uh, like you're not. Why are you grabbing his leg? I absolutely right. agree with you. He like he should be a tech, and I think they're shooting. Yeah, so they they did tech. Uh, it looks like because I see Steph shooting the uh, the foul shot. So, um, yeah, <laughs> niggas putting that Steph Rollins curve stomp shit out. <laughs> oh, like, that shit has derailed the show. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like Draymond, this is not the time for you to be doing this shit. We all trying to pile on to uh, Dylan Brooks. Stop this. Like that man, like you know, if anybody gonna be dirty, it's gonna be me. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but anyway, so uh, moving on to the finals, um, or you end up getting um, Mariah versus uh, Mai. Obviously, 
when um, Mariah left to j- be the second member or the third member of um, God's Eye with uh, Shuri and Ami, um, Maya was upset and I was like, well, you just left Cosmic Angels. You only been faction member with Mariah for like a month or two at most. What the fuck are you crying for? Um, so they had the match and um, I thought Mar- I thought Mariah did a, a commendable job um, <clears throat> making out a competitive match with my. I thought that my, you know, she doesn't. She's trying hard. She has improved. There's still a limit on what she could do in a in a big match spot. But um, they got to the point to where like uh, Mariah gave her the Miramari, uh, uh the Miramari shock and kicked out and like then Mariah pull, or sorry Mai pulled ahead of Mariah and then like people were like oh my god she's going to win and then the crowd was like no we do not want to see this woman win this fucking tournament and they started three clapping and everything and going and ruining harder for Mar- Mariah and Mariah came back and then um hit a big move, couldn't put her away, and then went to the top rope and hit the and hit the aces high like Tanahashi and get the W. Uh so oh, James, I want I want you to do your hands like this. Like like, you know, you know, and then, you know, do the clap, you know, you know. No, nah, that's too much know. like the Gator Chomp. I don't really, you know, uh, you know. Is it the, the Mariah clap? The Mariah that, clap, that, that but I, I do a shorthand. I can't do like know. Gator Chomp. I don't really you know. Yeah. But yeah, man, you, it's um you need to clap their hands. But Mariah came out in new gear uh, Ami has new gear, um, and I think we gotta work, we gotta, we gotta figure out what we gonna do with, uh, Mariah with the gear maker. Uh, mm-hmm. like, she has new gear and is better than her previous gear, but she still looks kind of generic-ish, and, like, Ami's new gear, she just, she looks distinct and looks great. Um, she, she has jumped in front of her in the gear game. Um, so we gotta get well, Mariah. Tommy gonna have, well, Tommy gonna have to give up the phone number. <laughs> I mean, but she's right there with Shuri. Like she should have Shuri right. Maybe you know. Shuri don't want to tell her secrets. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. Man, have we have we considered maybe Shuri selfish? You know I, that don't sound right to me, but possibly it's yeah. possible. Anything's possible. Sure, bro. Harrison Barnes dunk steals the inbound, uh, passes out to uh, a shooter he misses, and uh, Steph gets the ball. But it was about to be a big swing. Uh, but Sacramento's up too. About to uh, be some more revenge. <laughs> Oh wow! Um, so, uh, other match worth talking about on the show was the um, last DDM match. Uh, so, Hameka's last match in Domino Mondo is Julia, Micah, Hameka, and uh, Tekla versus Tam, Masapoy, Mina, and Saki, and um, they they had a very very good match um if someone like it's they you know crazy spots it's a two out of three falls match also crazy spots you get a bunch of tam and julia in it uh tam and julia like both get uh pins on each other where like the one faction basically like lays uh lays out the other three at ringside comes into the ring they all hit a bunch of big moves on on uh one of the wrestlers then Tam or Julia hits the hits their big move on the other one and they get a pin. Then the other one, Julia got the first pin and Tam got the second one doing the same thing. Um, then the final uh, thing came down to um, Masapoy and uh, Micah and uh, Micah had uh, 
Ness put you up like she's going to hit the uh, Mishinoku driver. She turns into like her, uh, you know, big float over, spin over thing. Hits the, goes for the, um, her flash finish where she ends up like, you know, getting up some shoulders and rolling through. Uh, and got the near fall, and then Micah got uh, hit her with a big move, and then hit the Mishinoku driver and got the win. So, um, Dondo Mondo wins the last um, Hameka Dondo Mondo match. Um, so, Julia uh, was saying, leading up to this match, like, this is going to be the, I am going to cause the end of uh, Cosmic Angels. And um, she walks off, and then. Um, they go to walk off. Tam, uh, Tam and them go to walk off, and then uh, Mina says, "Hey, so like, thank you for everything, but like, I want to leave, uh, and I'm out, Cosmic, this bitch. I want to leave Cosmic Angels, and uh, just be in um, Club Venus, and I want Waka to come with me, and then um, leave him with honor. It was like, it was so fucking funny, bro. Like, Tam." And Mina are both side by side, and it's like, it's like imagine if like <clears throat> it's a somebody a couple has a uh, has a a puppy, <laughs> has a cute little puppy, and like they break up and they're gonna decide who who is going with who, and like they decided by like having one of them stand next to each other, and whoever the the puppy goes to is who gets them, and Damn. like walk and like it's so funny, like Waka is at ringside. On the fork, she was she was cornering them for the match, and like once once like Mina says this, and and Tam's like, I still I I want Mina to stay with me. Walker's like, she's making these faces like these fucking huge comedic faces. It's like I I, I don't want to I don't want to answer this. I don't want to do this. Why are you putting all this pressure on me? I don't want to leave either. I love both of you. Why are you making me do this? It is like it's just funny. Um, so eventually Walker says like you know. Tam, thank you for everything, but, like, I want to go with Mina, and I want to, um, and I have this love of pro wrestling, which she talked about, like, um, throughout the whole run, um, of her chasing to get the first W of, like, like, for especially, like, during, um, New Year's, right? Like, the, the press conference, I think, for one of the New Blood shows, where she got the match with, uh, the, the first match with, uh, Nanai. Not mm-hmm. the match she got to win, but, like, the, the passion injection match. She's like... I watch a bunch of New Year's shows of wrestling and I just like I want to be that strong. I want, you know, and I love pro wrestling all that stuff. She was crying about how she wants to just be stronger. Um well, like she's talking about like her love of pro wrestling throughout the time, and like this one she was like, I have this love of pro wrestling, I love the love of Joshi, and like I want to take it like worldwide and like I wanna do that and help Club Venus and help the international girls. So she leads with and, and does that with me, you know, it makes perfect sense. So Tam is fucking just emotionally devastated. She's fucking like uh hyperventilating, crying, crumbling. Um and like Nasapoy and Saki are trying to are trying to uh make her feel better and they're about to leave after uh, you know, um Club Venus is left. And then uh Sayari Club Ando, Venus, by the way. Say again. Club Venus still recruiting out here. They're trying to get Trinity. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know what's called? She's uh, she's been at um the New Japan. She was at a uh, Battle in the Valley. What if Sasha's the new leader of Club Venus? Uh, you would need, if that was the case, you would never could name it Club Venus because you're naming after me now. Okay, I'm, I'm saying like that don't sound like a good idea to me. Like she her her nickname is the Venus, and you named the Club mm. Venus, and now you're going to give it to the person that's not the Venus. Mm. 
when you yeah. just name it like a, a lackey name after whatever. The, Monet, the Monet team. Right. Right. When you name it something after Monet then, or maybe maybe it's, you know, whatever. It'll be LL, it'll be Club Venus LLC and then you decide to get around it because it goes with the CF or the CEO of a startup in New Japan or whatever. Monet Enterprise. That's a good one, Zakamaki. <laughs> Enough with the fucking enterprises in pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, yeah, you know, uh, all these people want to get away from town, huh? Yeah, that's how you want to say call it. Cool. Uh, for me, I loved it because it's like, okay, so Tam <clears throat> is the one that's gotten this this thing hot, like this show, this match, this program. She's going to lose. Like, how do you give her the fucking out? That she lost this match, that she sh- in theory should not be losing. Other than the part where it's like you can't take the fucking belt off Julia. She just won it four months ago. Well, she's fucking emotionally devastated. She loses. That's, that's a perfectly fine story. So that's there. Um, so they're left there to try to pick up the pieces after that. And I'm thinking like, okay, so like, what is the shoe to drop here? Does this mean that like they're just going to bring in all the colors? Um, to fill the void, like you know, Saki's already there. You just bring in Akari Shimizu and Yuko Sakurai and uh, uh, Rina Amakura and b- bring them in and have them pitch in or whatever else. And then you figure out what you're gonna do with the rookies that are gonna end up, you know, at different promote different places. Mm-hmm. Okay, you patch you do patchwork with the, with the rest of uh, Cosmic Angels. Okay, I, I see that. So then, um, I, I, option I never really thought about, like uh, Sayori Ano. She show she walks in and she says, "I want to join Cosmic Angels." Um, now, two things. One, it feels to me like on paper, if you put those three together, that's a, that's the best three easily I've ever had in Cosmic Angels, as far as. Uh, Three best wrestlers they ever had at top, star potential or whatever else, all that kind of stuff. Also, what I like is that like, ever since uh, Sayori showed back up, she's been calling uh, Natsupo Natsumi, which is her her first pro wrestling name, Natsumi Maki, and then she got to uh, start him in the circuit. Sounds like disrespect. Right, right, all right. Uh, so it's like. Is this like a slow burn and she's going to eventually turn on them and then end up somewhere else? Like, you also keep in mind, like, while she does the, uh, while she's a good baby, a very good baby face, like, she's also on, like, half of these other, or the other half of the, you know, the freelancing that she does is, like, she's an Ozaki goon with cracking the whips and shit with, like, Maya Yuki. So, like, she can play heel or baby face perfectly fine, like, and you look Gotta at, say, you know, man. the issues with, like, Oedo Tai... Are you looking at issues where it's like Donald Armando is down down to four people after Hameka leaves? It's like they could use a fifth, and they could use hey. someone that's you know, like if my Sakurai or Tekla, I mean Tekla should be their third, but they treat like that. Like uh, my Sakurai is their is going to be the third. And I got to say, like if she's the third, she's the worst third wrestler in any faction. And ain't cutting it. Uh, hey, hey James, yeah, there's a uh, there's a photo I've. Uh, put up on the stream. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I that, saw that. Uh, yeah, I saw that know, during I, the show. I, I, I kind of, I feel like I smell a rat, man. Yeah, like I, I feel. Like I, I would like to present another photo as well uh, for the people here. You know, 
it, we got NASA boy here smiling, looking devious, treacherous, uh, untrustworthy, I might add. Um, and then you had this woman next to her just kind of just physically repulsed at this whole thing right here, this whole setup. You know, reading the body language here, like yeah. she, she's standing straight up. NASA boy hanging off for dear life. Tam so, just doesn't even know what, what what's going on. And then Saki is just <clears> like <throat> kind of sitting on the outside like, so this how they get down over here? So like, it, it just looked like chaos, disarray yeah. going on right so, here. So a lot flux. Like I personally think like for me, it works either, either thing they do. Like they have her stay, they have her turn on them and leave. Either way is like, after after this is over, after we get past this show, like Nasupoy and Tam are going to need like something to do. Like if you want to do a, um, you know, are we, a, are we about to get the long awaited Ozaki Goon Cosmic Angels War? No, nah, they're not bringing Ozaki Goon, but I, no, but I mean, like as far as she can play heel, is like okay, like if if they if they want to, right? If they want to, I don't I'm not saying they should, but if they want to, they could put her in Donald Mondo and be the number three. Or they could put her in in Oedotai and have a real top, a, a real third good, per, really good person there, as opposed to just like, oh, we'll do patchwork with Saki, do, Saki Shima being, you know, can beat anybody with the roll up thing, or or still do pretend with Nats with uh, Nasuko. So, um, so that's what I'm saying. Like either one works. Uh, either way, I don't think they're getting rid of Cosmic Angels. They'll they're going to bring colors in. There's going to be rookies. They'll either keep Sir, uh, Sayori there or they'll have Sayori fat or few with like the rookies or whatever else. So whatever. Um, so I like, I like the, the idea of like you, you do this and then like, you kind of, this is a way to get, um, Sayori over either way. We're like, either like she's there with them and she is there with them. And they're, they're a great three, uh, a three person force. And like, none of them really are, easy to beat and they're really talented or like you set all that up and then you have her stab them and stab them in the back. And then like you get Sari some heat mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, we've seen people come in they just come in and wrestle. There's no, no real like storyline or character thing there. So I like that. I like that. Cause I think Sari's really good. Do I think she's a, uh, you know, a top 10 wrestler in stardom? Probably not. But like, she's, she has the look. She, she's, She's been given a lot of stuff in the last year or so to make you think like they definitely want her. They definitely want to, they want to push someone that like her. Right. I mean, so I, yeah. I really like what they did um, as far as shuffling or shuffling the deck in a way. It reminds me of like the stuff they did with new Japan with like just five guys, rebel club. Um, you know, it's just like, we got to fresh some things up around the periphery and like, keep this thing going. Like we can't keep, you know, causing angels like, you know, Everybody in Cosmic got over its success, so like it's time to you know use them in different ways. And then also uh, like you know I'm interested to see like what they're going to do to add to like down the model now that like when Hameka's going to be four of them because they're obviously going to have to. No, hopefully, um, Sayori gets my um Western Unions, um, much in the way I sent some funds to Micah, or excuse me, to Hameka. To handle uh, Nasapoy. Um, you know, the check's on the way, Sayori. MJ does PR. We'll holler at you. Yeah, later. Um, so, uh, 
I guess you do. You, I, I mean, it pretty much covered uh, Cinderella tournament. Oh yeah, uh, Mariah. She came down in a dress this time. She came out in, in uh, <laughs> she came out in the platinum, <laughs> in nope. the platinum dress, and nope. uh, she says that like she hasn't decided who she uh who she wants to face, but she'll face either red or white. She'll decide later time, which like that's good not to do it because you, you tell us where it happened is going to pretty much give away what's going to happen at you know the the big show, the biggest show of the year. So. Um, smart, smart bit of business, and also she's in the tag title match, so like she could be tag champions. Um, so that can also spoil that stuff too, because you're not going to make her like double champion, I don't think. Uh, so, um, I guess it's now time to get into previewing the the big show this weekend on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's on Sunday, so yes. next Sunday. So, uh, hopefully, we can have this thing all watched, um, and everything like that. Yeah. It's- Waking um, up that early is woo. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm gonna watch it live, but yeah, yeah. yeah Stardom All Star Grand Queendom 2023 in Yokohama Arena. Um, I have looked at the tickets for this thing consistently, and like, there's like 15 sections. Eight of them have been sold out, and I think three or four of them are nearly sold out. So like show shows has done well don't know like what the sectioning is for any of that stuff and um as far as like what number it'll be but i'm assuming they were shooting for you know trying to put five thousand six thousand people in there so we'll mm. see how it goes um when we get the final number but like i'm assuming it'll look good uh but yeah um do you want to go how do you want to do this? you want to start at the top or you want to go through the whole card uh from the beginning to end i guess let's go from beginning to end okay so uh I don't know if this is a pre-show yet or not, but um, it is the All-Star Battle Royal, um, it, and it's going to have um, Momo Nakanishi in it, uh, former AJW um, top champion and, you know, longtime tag team partner of Nanai Takahashi, uh, high-speed wrestler, awesome. She's basically, like the, in a way, like, her matches with, like, uh, Yumiko Mikawa, like, the proto, like, Azumi Shuri stuff. Where it's like this small, super fast, like blur of a woman, like facing this ass kicking, like kickboxer type lady. Um, their their matches are awesome. I've seen two of them. Like, uh, yeah, but, one's, uh, one's one one's for hoping that Audrey Collins is a surprise competitor. <laughs> did, did I see you the thing about that? Yeah, she was yeah. like, ain't nothing settled. Yeah, she like, yeah, she's like, nah, she doesn't. Rossi still owes me money. <laughs> So, uh, pay Rossi Ogawa, pay what you owe. <laughs> pay what you owe. God damn it. Oh, man. So, Stars against yeah. Queen's Yeah, because it was like, it was Julia was hanging out with Aja Kong for Aja Kong. Like, I think she has some TV show or mm-hmm. interviews wrestlers similar to like, or maybe it's for YouTube, like how, um, uh, who does that right now? Um, Bonacano does it as well. <laughs> Bonacano. So, um, you know, people were like making messages like it's good to see that like you know, you know Rossi yeah. and 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 her very the hash or whatever else, and she was like, "Nah, I'm no. still, I'm still, I'm nothing has been, there has been no settlement." <laughs> I fucking laughed. It's like well, y'all thought, came y'all... out here with that. She came out here with that Jay Mills. That no, no, no. <laughs> so, um, you know. I don't know who uh, what surprises we'll get, but I'm sure there'll be a few in there, and um, you know we'll see whatever blast from the past. Hopefully, you know I would like to see Jungle Kiono in in this because you know 
Um, the Nomad show was the other day. Have not watched it yet. Uh, the Nomad Three she show. She seems like she's kind of tied in with the Wrestle Universe people, so I don't know. She's like, tied. It's, it, it's the, like the it's, it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. They're like they trying to start something up themselves over there. Right, but Rich, you gotta remember, like she built this match. Is like this might be her last match. She doesn't know, uh, mm. or whatever else. And Learn also, like, another thing about like the the Russell the Russell Universe people is like Russell Universe. So you mean like basically the Nomads Universe that had like Maya Yuki, who also was in Stardom this year, Sariana, uh, who's also you know like um who uh. Natsumi Natsu Samire, who, you know, did, you know, um Sardom and Showcase last year. Yep. Like all of it's connected, all of them reaching in all of them are, all of it. So like I, I will not be surprised to see Jungle. I would like to see Jungle at Yokohama Arena. Obviously she already did Yokohama Arena for Noah, but I would like to see her do the Stardom no- Yokohama Arena show as well. Um you know, and get like one last match with Stardom and then, you know, and we'll see what happens. Cause, you know, this might it might be the end for her. So um, I would like to see, you know, it ends in a starting ring. Uh, right. so, or not even starting ring. Cause I, who knows if she, she's, cause, uh, Hannah's Memorial show is, uh, next month at the end of the month. And like, she might do that too. So, you know, she keeps talking about like, she's going to have a last match and get her knee worked on the third, third time. And, and, you know, she might keep putting it off to continue doing these, these, these shows. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on from there. Uh, you get the celebrity tag match. You get uh, Hazuki with her with the person she's been training, Fuwa Chan, the, the the YouTuber uh, that we've talked about on the show, um, versus Utami and Miyu Yamashita. You know, Miyu Yamashita, <laughs> Miyu Hamasaki. Uh, like, uh, that's overkill. But um, yeah, uh, sh- now from what I saw. In the uh, match that Fua had a, f- a couple months ago on pay per view, she's not bad. Like she looks like she knows what you're doing or whatever else. Obviously, it gave her a little bit more than the average rookie would have, but um, like the match was good. The match was fun that she had. Like if she can have another one of these on the show with Utami and with Azuki, I think that does a role to help for both of them. And like you know, they're they're trying to convince her to become a wrestler. And if she does, and if she gets good at this, that's going to be a whole different level of star than they've ever had, um, or at least since uh, Yuzuki Akawa. Um, so, moving on. Third match. <laughs> Third match is an is a, uh, eight-woman tag. It is Saki Kashima, Rowaka, Momo, and Nasuko Tora of Oyotai versus... Tekla of DDM, <laughs> and then Jesse, Zena, and Mariah May of Club Venus. And um, Rich, have you seen any of the uh, online stuff between uh, Tekla interacting with the Club Venus guidance? Yes. She fucking hates it. She hates them so much. It's it's been fun and enjoyable. And they also know that she hates them, and she and they're just trying to like tease the fuck out of her that like. You know, we're going to try and get you to, you know, join Club Venus. And, and Tekla's like, no, no, leave me the fuck alone. I want nothing of you English speakers, even though I speak English as well. No. Like, it's fun. It's been fun. Um, I, I'm i interested to see if they can coexist, but I think Oedo Tai is going to get a W. Psyche mm. Shoe is going to pin one of them. But we'll see. 
I feel like Club Venus is getting to, getting to push here. I would see. I thought the same. They've thing. They've been winning a lot of matches of late. That's true. Also, using you know, un, I don't know, but necessarily say underhanded tactics might be too underhanded tactics. That might be too far, but like they clearly lean, the guy just clearly lean hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Mina and Waka, especially Waka, doesn't. So I think people are trying to confuse on the presentation of like what Mina is and will be going forward. Is she a heel? They don't. People don't really. I heard know. a lot of people were upset like with, with this with with Mina, yeah. and um like possibly like the ball being dropped like with with her and she's a heel that like we've seen if her she be is a heel. people don't like, know. We've seen her be crazy before, which right. I did not like. Right, but, and um, then you know you got on one end you have um. In the press conference, she's talking about like you know when you hit kick me in the mouth with your fake move, um, blood you know black blood forming my mouth, and she ble- you know bleeds black glue on black goo onto um Com Tiny's face at the press conference, and then um at the Cork and Hall show this weekend, like the day before the um Cinderella final, like Com Tiny spits green mist into Mina's face. And I'm just like, look, um, there was like just just main event uh, or so just semi main event uh, Mercedes and in my youth because this <laughs> I, I I don't get the appeal of this at all. Like you had a simple story of this person overcame this terrible injury that happened in the middle of a title match that she was she was going to lose anyway. She was about she was being put away with the move and she botched the move that put her away. Uh, so you, you, people, people's heart go out for her. She comes back and she brings in these guidance, which uh, which is in part people overreacting from the Western fan base because they like for some reason hate people that speak English in stardom, whatever. <laughs> um, and there is some concern about about her um, presentation. Is she a hill? Is she not? Like. She's hanging out with these assholes or people that act like assholes while she her story is like she she's overcame this gra- this gruesome injury to get this match back. But it's like once you spit the black goo on someone's face, like I'm over it. I'm just over it. Um, the the few the, the program really didn't do much for me because like Kamatani's not much of a storyteller, a program storyteller in that way. Um, I think more. I think it's more that people are like over Kamatani's title reign and think it's too long and they want to put it on somebody else and they may as well put it on Mina so they wanted her to be the baby face so they can get the big triumphant thing and it's like well if Mina's going to be do- going well, that way. well if Mina is going to be doing this then it's like now they feel like oh well Kamatani's going to lose is going to retain and now I don't like it and it's like I don't personally think that Mina is ready to be semi-main eventing pay-per-views and stardom anyway She's got. She's getting the big match, big match of her career. If it happens, cool. But like, I don't think that like you're gonna take this off of Kamatani, put it onto Mina Shirakawa, and then like the the four and four and a quarter matches and four and a half occasional matches start like start flowing you know, every month. Like that's not. Like I think that Mina has gotten a lot better, but she is still not a top half of the of the roster performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, still. Uh, day in and day out, she's good, she, but that speaks to the level of talent on the roster. Um, so yeah, um, I, I never thought she was winning, 
even before this stuff started happening, I never thought she was winning. I thought I kept looking at like, oh, they're doing a show like the next week in Fukuoka and one of those pay-per-view. They're going to put Micah in and or Hameka in one of these big and they have a title shot for this thing. They're going to have to do that on one of these shows. I could clearly see like you give Mina the big shot, she loses and she's a faction leader. You have a rebuild on over a longer track, keep tracking the progress. You put the belt on Micah or or Hazuki in Fukuoka, and then you let you know either one of the better wrestlers on, in the promotion basically secede Kamatani. Um, that's how I always kind of saw it. Now, and I thought that they were going to do that by like having one of them win Cinderella, but they didn't. But like you track what's happening with like Micah getting. This match with Hameka, she's go, you know more likely going to put her away in Yokohama Arena. Um, she won. You know, I think Mariah is like going to jump all over this. That too, like it's another one. It's another one. It's like you have all these options of people that like I think are more qualified in ring bell to bell than Mina is. Just is like I, I like obviously those three aren't as over as Mina, so maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they're just going to say, mm-hmm. hey, she's super over. Put it on her. If she has like you know, three, if she only tops at it three and three quarters, so be it. But like, we'll see. I'm interested to see how this all goes. I hope they have better match than they had before the botch. Basically, like made that match like people forget that match. It's like it was a match that like was approaching for may have been for, but it wasn't like it wasn't like you know Kamatani and Mirai. It wasn't mm-hmm. like Kamatani and Micah. It wasn't like Kamatani and you know. Kyrie or or Kamatani and Naspoi, nah. So or Kamatani and Hazuki, no. Um, but yeah, like I just hope that Mina. The only thing I hope is Mina can have the best match of her career up to this point. Like, cause I've she's been put in certain positions and then she's wanted to do like things that got in the way of her matches, like the Tam title defense or challenge she had back in two thousand twenty one, where it's like just have a fucking match with betterness instead of doing the the your Muda gimmick. So, we'll see. Um, let's say third match from the top. IWGP Women's title match. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. How did we end up going to the Mina thing? What happened? Don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think it was the Club Venus uh, combo. Uh, that's what it was. Sorry. So, we'll skip around. <clears throat> All right. So, next match. I'll, I'll take Club Venus. May Sarah and Starlight Kid versus yes. Azumi and May Saruga. Yeah. So, Rich, I don't know if you remember... Um, May Sierra, but um, I don't know if it, I don't know how it's pronounced. May Sierra, Mary, May Sarah, I don't know, but she's formerly May Hoshizuki from Marvelous. Oh, I, I remember her. Yes, basically she's like raw. Yes, basically like another Azumi, except like without like as a, as big of a bag, but like the high speed stuff, just you know. So like this is a high speed tag team match. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait. Let's go. Yeah. So don't know who wins. Don't care. Just want to see just this great action, and that's what we're going to get. Yes, yes. Moving back and forth. Um, Moving. I, I'm hoping to get something that reminded me of like that anniversary show from Marvelous, where it was like Mio Momono and Azumi and Starlight Kid, and I think May was also in that match. So yeah, I'm interested. I'm just want to see something like that um, from I think it was last year or two years ago. So uh, next match after that, you end up getting retirement match. Yes. Rebecca versus Micah. Yeah. So I 
you know, I've been just, you know, haven't really thought about it aside from that's going to be like, that's going to be depressing to see the end of that one or sad or whatever. Um, but then like they, the English account put out the tweet today and I was like, it finally hit me. It's like, wow, they're, they're going to have, they're going to go out there and blast each other. And Micah, Micah might come out here and be like, I'm sorry. I love you before hitting her with a running lariat and just putting her ass away. Um, but yeah, like it's going to be a, it's going to be emotional and it's going to be, a, it's going to be, you know, a lot of this yeah. in the match, a lot Me of, slumping. you know, fit, a, a whole bunch of fists being thrown at Larius and clubs. Um, it's going to be a fun match at, at worst. And then like whatever emotional aspect to it, uh, from like, you know, those two being such a, one of the more like, uh, joyful friendships in stardom over the last couple of years. Um, and ending that way, like, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good at worst. Um, you know, their Grand Prix match in a double knockout was awesome. So expect, I'm expecting something like that again with a finish this time. I, I think this one is going to be absolutely excellent. Uh, I think, um, uh, Michael's going over, uh, Mech is going to, yeah. you know, lay it down for, her. and, um, this is going to be like very emotional. It's going to be very, if you follow these, two wrestlers for any like amount of time you can see obviously how closely they've been identified with each other it's like they're two sides of the same coins micah and mecca mecca and micah and it's just like there are these two you know big uh wrestlers that you know i've called them like you know what if can and undertaker were good like you know and you know it sucks Omega's gonna go because yeah. like mecca's like you know i like Omega a lot so uh, I'm just gonna enjoy her uh, her last match. Yeah, I mean, and you know me, like I always, I had hopes for them, you know, getting the tag, getting a second reign with the tag team titles, and like having a long run that didn't happen in 2021. But you know, um, not gonna happen. But like I did get to see, like over the last year, like Hameka, like prove a lot of things that I had doubts about with her as far as as a singles wrestler. Um, and, like, I'm happy to say that, like, you know, she did all that and then, like, she's going to his retirement road and her retirement road has been very, very fun. And, like, she's going out, like, having a killer, you know, um, retirement tour. So, um, that's, that's, that's part has been made me happy. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to miss her definitely. Um, so, also, we mentioned the Mariah thing, the Mariah factor when it comes to, uh, you know, challenging for common time for the white belt. Like, Never like, um, Micah could just as easily like win here and go to Fukuoka and you know put the put the local girl in there in the main event with with Julia. You could easily do that, and then you have the Kamatani and um, Kamatani and Marai some other time, or maybe underneath that. I don't know if they do you know a full white and red belt like a week after this show, but who knows? Um, <coughs> so. Uh, next match after that, you end up getting the uh, tag team titles being defended. You have Seven Up, Nan Takahashi, and you versus Mirai and Ami Saray. Um, I expect this match to be very good. Um, so they have uh, Seven Up have been nothing but impressive. Uh, given the uh, against uh, every level of opponent they've had uh, in this title reign, and um, I expect them to do the same again. And um, 
<clears throat> I really feel like this is the first time their titles are in real jeopardy. Um, I, you know, with the Cinderella thing, kind of throw some, you know, some weird things of like, are they going to give? How are they going to set this up for Mirai? Uh, Ami's already a future champion. She'll be future champion and tag champion and likely the pin eater for, uh, while she's the tag champ. Uh, sorry, the future champion as well. Yeah, I can't it's, see it. It's, but there's also the part where it's like, this is now the fourth time that uh, the new eras have challenged for these belts, like within the year. And mm. it's like, I don't think I've ever seen a team get that many chances at, at one set of belts or one at get a, a shot at that many set of belts and then like they don't win. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. Like, I, I could, you know, if they were to lose, it wouldn't shock me if they put the belts back on Meltier. Um, Going into the summer, that wouldn't surprise me at all because it gives Ham something to do. It's Ham and S with something to do, um, but who knows? Um, but yeah, like I expect a really good match. I expect that like I can't wait to see Mirai and Nanai um, in this, uh, and I can't wait to see like <laughs> how what what big power moves like Mirai and Ami do to you. I, I can't, I can't, not you meaning Rich Lada, but you meaning yeah. the wrestler. <laughs> Why you you? Yeah. <laughs> so I expect that's not. Yeah, I expect a, a, a slobber knocker between these four. Um, I'm going to pick seven up to retain. I don't okay. think Nana is losing in no Yokohama. Arena. <laughs> nah. Oh, lower wow. profile. Yeah, Ooh. can't. Yeah, can't. Can't. You know, can lose the Wakasugiyama on a roll though, but can't get beaten. <laughs> no, too many people here. Oh man, so okay, much company so, around here. So next match after that, you end up getting the trios match, trios belts defended. Uh, prominence: Risa Sarah, Suzuki, and uh, and Karumi versus uh, restart <clears throat> fact or er, uh, trios team of Kyrie, Natsupoi, and Sayoriano. Now um, this has old history when um, on the on the fourth. Kurokin, sorry, the second Kurokin Hall show of the, of this month, the second one, or, not or, sorry, April second. Um, Kyrie had teased that she was going to bring somebody to stardom, and the person she brought out was Sayoriano, and she did it um, while Natsupoi was out there. Sayoriano and Natsupoi both Act Girl wrestlers at the same time were former tag team um, and Act Girls. If you look at one, look at the other, you cut and you know. You remember what Natsupoi looked like when she had brown hair instead of blonde hair? You think, oh, that's bigger Natsupoi. People have said that plenty of times. Seriano, even while like in a babyface gear, she's not necessarily fucking Tinkerbell like Natsupoi is. So like, mm. I can see, I can see people being like, I see, I can see the similarities, but or, and also see the differences as well. Um, so back in 2016, um. Stardom had Nasapoy and Sariano on shows back under Ross was depleted before they uh before they like went into Gaijin's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um so um you would see like shows where it's like <laughs> there I think it was two thousand yeah, I think it was two thousand sixteen Halloween show. I actually watched this. <laughs> that Sumi Maki or Nasapoy because she had the Poi gimmick at the time, but she wouldn't call herself Nasapoy. That was just her catchphrase or whatever else. And like so she dressed up in a mask. She had a mask on. And and on the ends of the mask is like poi, like hand shaped like the poi symbol on the side of her mask. And her name was the poi man. 
<laughs> just, 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 just really creative, right? Yeah. Bro, if you saw it, you bust out laughing. You would bust out laughing. But um, yeah. I'm so hoping, um, for a couple things in this match, one, I gotta get Suzy Suzuki's contact information for the uh for the Western Union, <laughs> and I hope Kyrie tags in. And this is like Ric Flair and Sting, a Halloween having ninety five. Like she tags in Alpha Nasa boy who's getting whooped on, of course, because. Suzu got the you know the Western Union, and then Kyrie just like punches Nasa Point in the face, like like that's what I'm what I'm rooting for here. So you want Tam? So it's not Tam, sorry. So you want Kyrie to turn on like one of her young girls, basically. I okay. mean, that's what Ric Flair was doing his thing, you know. But uh, we we only knew of of the young boy of Ric Flair being I'm sorry of Sting being Ric Flair's like young boy like behind the scenes, not like on screen. Um, anyway, yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're going to have a match. Whooper. I, I, I don't think that both tag champions, where the trios are two or two, be two traditional tag teams. One of them is losing these belts. I don't think both are, are keeping their belts. Are mm. both retaining? Um, so, you know, I, I think that personally. You know, Sayori is there. You know, well, you know, she don't look exactly trustworthy either. Yeah, but if she turns on anybody, she's turning on Nats Boy. She's not turning on Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's interesting. Like I, I, I don't know who I would pick in this situation. I just know one of these tag team champions is losing. Uh, so I, just, I and like I think the personally the fallout like, um, would be better if like, uh, restart were to win these belts and then like. You, you try to figure out like what's 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 Sayori doing with like Cosmic Angels, like what is Kyrie doing with Tam and all that kind of stuff. I I, I think that's like fun intrigue uh, or conflict uh, in, the, in the months following this show, but we'll see. Um, so um, next match after that, then you start getting to the single stuff. You get you get uh, Shiri versus Chihiro Hashimoto in a uh, Knockout, submission, or ref stoppage only match. So they having the Texas Death match. <laughs> I I don't think that you will be seeing the tech like the stuff you see in AEW during the Texas Death match. But sure, why not? Shit, go ahead, run it, run it up. You know. <laughs> uh, I've never watched Shahiro Hashimoto, but I hear good things. Yes. Um, you know I. I, I miss Shuri having big matches, so right. I guess Shuri wins. Right. Um. I I did not watch her match on this show. She had on the, on the um, Cinderella final. She had a match with uh Konami. I I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but uh, I will check it out uh, before the week's out. Um. So yeah. Uh, uh. People. Some people are just like, oh, this is classic Joshi politicking. Someone avoid doing the job, and it's like. If someone gets fucking KO'd or submitted or gets beat so bad that the ref has to stop it, you kind of lost. Like, like the only way, the only way I think you can get out of it is like, oh, you got put in a chokehold and you didn't get passed out because you didn't tap out. That's like the only way that's really make it's feasible that you like you didn't actually just get flat out beat mm-hmm. or or get beat that's less uh that's or that's worse than a pin. Um, so we'll, we'll see. 
I, uh, I but either way, was, like I expect them to beat shit out of each other. And, sorry, go ahead. I say there was definitely something at play, but yeah, which what James is saying is right. Like I don't think that should really distract them on the work that's about to happen in the match. Yeah. Um you're gonna see some big suplexes. Um you're gonna see some excellent technical work. Um like it's it's gonna be great. Like it, it you know, like I think that so far I think there are eight matches on this card that like wouldn't shock me in the slightest if they were four star level matches or better, right? I think this is like the start of the, oh, we start seeing like the, you know, possible four and a halfs. Because it's also, you get the time, this is at the point where you start getting the time to actually, you know, have a, you know, extended match and really, you know, go crazy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for this match. And, you know, it's, it's Shuri in a big match in the first time in a while, probably since she lost the belt, from, uh, I think. Well, in a singles capacity anyway. So, yeah, I'm excited to see her back in that setting. Um, so then you get third from the top IWGP women's title match, Mercedes Monet versus Mayu Itani. Um, I did mention this during the, the little review we did of Cinderella final, but Mercedes came out and she attacked, uh, Mayu. So I think that means she has left, uh, Mayu laying three times now. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's laying that heat on thick. Like if she beats Mayu, <laughs> good God. Um I don't know. I like I kind of prefer the serious Mercedes rather mm-hmm. than like the kind of jokey you know she was in the press conference doing the thing where she's playing with the instrument and stuff like that and uh singing the song and I don't know. It was I was just I wanted her to kind of treat it more serious especially like this level this dream match is but you know um ho- you know they're gonna get in there and have a great match so yeah uh, i mean i'm not really tripping that hard on it i've never really been big on the um I'm, i've never there's never really been a promo from sasha or, or slash mercedes where i was like this is what drew me here um Mm-hmm. So, or to the whatever match she's doing or whatever. Like, sell me the match. From, aside from maybe like, and this wasn't even on TV. This was like the YouTube thing she did when she was building up towards the Royal match with Ronda. Outside of that, there's really nothing that I've ever been like. It's like I, you know, it's like it's like sell me that you know exactly who Mayu Watani is. Like, if you're gonna like, if your gimmick is like you're just you know you're big timing everyone and all that, I get that. When it's Azumi, when it's Hazuki, when it's like lower level people, but like. This is Mayu Watani. Like, I, I think it would have been effective if she, like, on some level was like, I know exactly who you are. I watched you from afar. I always wanted to test myself against you. And the thing is, you you never knew you had to one day face me or whatever. But I always had my eye on you or something like that. And it would have mm-hmm. been like, I, th- I, I think I would have got more into it um, if she took that angle. I don't know if there's going to be any any more opportunities for her to do that or anything. But um, I don't think so. Yeah, unless she does I, something, unless she drops some video or or you know in the week or before Sunday, which is possible because right. she does you know release stuff from time to time as far as content, right? And and, and it's like all right, like like who kind of laid this out? Like is this like a stardom direction under this feud? Is this like Bushy Road like kind of directing this feud? Like, I mean, is it, it just feels up like to just, them themselves. It, 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 so, um, I believe Meltzer said that like the run in at Cinderella final was like just Mercedes on doing. She said, I just want to do this. And like, they're like, okay. 
So it f- seems to me like she just they let her do whatever she wants because you know they're paying her that amount of money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and that's fine because like for me like I I think she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so there was so uh i did not know this at the press conference until the press conference happened but like momo kogo speaks some a bit of english uh from what i can tell it seems that she's much better at translating english into japanese than turning japanese into english but like she was while both while my, my in uh mercedes were both talking to or both set talking and momo was translating momo kogo was translating um like Mayu said, like something along the lines of, you know, like I've seen you before, and I f- and like now that you're here, like I thought you'd be bigger. And then Momo, and then Kogo said that in the fucking face. Mercedes made was like something straight out of like a meme. She was like, "How dare you!" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was offended that she was called small. I fucking yelled because they're both basically the same size. Um, mm-hmm. so but yeah, like I, you know, it's you know, it's the best. It's the best women's wrestler America's ever produced in as far as in-ring talent versus, like, at times, the best women's wrestler in the world. So, like, I'm I'm very interested to see this match. Um, do I think it's going to be, like, a Takumi Aroha Mayu match? Fuck no. <laughs> it's not going to be an outright war where someone goes away with possible, you know, with a big swollen half of their face. But um, I expect them to have a great match. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's my, you know, we just saw her have a great match in San Jose with Kyrie and Mayu's on another level than Kyrie. So, um, I'm, I'm expecting like an awesome match. Be great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I expect this to be the second best match on the show. So, um, then you get the, uh, semifinal. Oh, and whoever belt. wins is based on the contract situation. I think it's pretty obvious to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Meltzer mentioned that, like, um, she has an option and she's negotiating, both sides negotiating one more match. Who knows what the date would be? Who knows what the price would be? But that's in the air. At least, at the least, to, like, throw out the scent, like, this thing just be put onto Mayu. At least. Mm-hmm. So, if they do another match, cool. And, and Mercedes wins, cool, because I've liked her stuff so far. If she's done and she moves on. Are, are you sure, James? Because there, there, there are people in the YouTube comment sections that, you know, I don't know if they they they, they hear when you, you or I say that we like Mercedes. <laughs> oh, you mean in like the same clip where we said, like, hey, I think that both of us believe that she's the best woman this country's ever produced as far as women's in-ring talent in the same exact clip? I believe that same exact oh. clip, yes. Okay, well, I, I, I don't... If if you only hear the negative while I'm also literally in there and I know for a fact I said the positive, then, like, I'm just... I'm going to read what you say, be like, huh, okay, and then you just move on my day because, like, <laughs> what's the point? Right, we know y'all passionate. We we like Mercedes too. Like, I understand. We're not gonna count. And neither one of us said that she was bad either. Right, right. We said she just wasn't as good as like the most fluid woman's wrestler in the world, and another person that's like one of the most talented wrestlers technically I've ever seen. Sorry. Okay, okay, guys, it is okay. Yeah, so anyway, um, 
what were we? Uh, oh yeah. So uh, moving on, white belt match, semi semi main event. I uh, did that one earlier. Sayakamatani versus Mina. Yeah. Um, Sayakamatani. Are we both thinking? Are we both in the same thing? We both think she's. Saya. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think like the story winning. is like she hasn't used the uh, the Phoenix Splash ever since, and she pulls it out and she doesn't fuck it up and she just beats her and she moves on to whoever you know whoever next challenger is and she probably loses it after that. Yeah. Um, or at least belt, soon. She's keeping that belt warm for Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the main event, red belt match, Julie versus Tam Nakano. Um, they've done everything in their power in the last, you know, uh, 35 days out to the match to get this thing over. It has spiked um, the clicks and views on uh, stardom um, on the internet. Um it is the program, quite frankly, because they've never done it. You can't really do it, given that it's the main event, the biggest show you ever done. But if this was not the biggest show they were doing of the year, this would be have this would have draw, time limit draw written all over it. Thirty minute mm. time limit draw. You want to get Julie again? Go win the five star Grand Prix and then go get it at the end of the year. Um, I don't. I would not do that. That would be such a bad idea. Like unless even even if you do even if we were to do like the the you know thirty minutes, go to the draw, restart the match, and do Shuri and Utami in last and in double KO. Even that wouldn't be an appropriate finish for the end of this show. So I wouldn't do it. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, Julia, I think Julia is, I think Julia's retaining. Don't know if she wins, don't know if it's a draw, just know that, like, she is retaining, and the story is for Tam to go through the five-star Grand Prix, win it, get her name on the trophy, and then go see Julia again. Um, either way, um, Tam has done as well, as, has done as much as any program for the Red Belt that I can remember as far as be like, hey, this person, like, in this program has heated up the belt in a way where it's like, wow, you might, you might want to do it. I wouldn't do it because, like, I didn't fly my ass to Japan and spend all that many hours on that fucking plane to see Julia win that fucking belt just for her to lose it 115 days later. I would not, I would not enjoy that. But yeah. um, for those I, that I, did not do that. I can see, I see your arguments. I, and I, and I see you and I understand it, but I think that there are people you, that think Julia can, can come off of it. But, um, I don't know. I think this is where stardom may have, um, kind of like backed themselves into predictability sometimes like with, with the, the long, long run time, stuff. Yeah. With the long yeah. run. So like no one takes anything serious. So like, would it be the worst thing in the world to flip the belt here? I don't think so. I, it, I, it, it, I as well as like to, to kind of upset that. You know, we have one title change a year thing, um, especially like, you know, Utami's n- not been focused on while Shuri's like kind of just you know like, hanging around doing outsider mm-hmm. work. There's Kamatani uh, that'll probably be coming off the white belt soon. Like, I don't know. Like, I think they could use 
like I think there's a great argument to to even if you put it back on Julia, right? Oh yeah, oh no 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 no. If they take the belt off of Julia, which I don't think they're doing, but if they do it, it's she's getting a second reign and she's gonna get her actual year with the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like no, ain't no mistake. She's going to get a year long reign with this belt at some point, whether it's to, whether it's this reign right here or it's the next reign. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's um, you know, I I think Julia's gonna win, but like if Tam wins, like I I I don't see a downside to that. Like I know people are there is no are crazy about like I know people are crazy about Julia, and I like Julia too. And I think Tam, like, winning people on the outside would be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. because, like, the Julia Ascension was so kind of uh, publicized, especially, like, you know, the people that don't normally pay attention to Star. I'm like, Julia somebody, like, they're watching kind of right now. Um, So there's there's some to, like, I, I think it would just be. Too much of a shock to the system for them to take it off, Julia. Yeah, I'm not look like if you are go, like flat out, like I said, I did not fall my ass over to Japan to see Julia only hit be the champion for 115 days. I didn't know. I want my I want my money back. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like because like you know, I I said to you, but you know, throughout the beginning of or in the middle of last year, like it seems to me like. Tam and Julia are getting their title shot against Shuri. Shuri is going to send them fucking packing both, and then both of them are going to be opposite blocks, and they're both going to fight in the final for the Grand Prix. And whoever wins is going to topple Shuri at the end of the year, and then the next one, and then the other one is going to win the belt off of them mm-hmm. that didn't win. Everything has happened that I predict that I've thought based off of the way they've told this story. Like so, yeah, I think that you know you give Tam. Who is an underdog babyface? Who's a great chaser? You send her to the depths of hell with now only uh you know only one person she actually or one person that she's actually trust been able to trust in stardom and the other person that like she has old history with, like to restart and climb from the bottom, get to the top again, get her redemption by winning the five star Grand Prix, go ten in the year, win the damn thing, um. And like, but either way, like when people talk about like you know complaining, have complained about Julia and her and her title reign. I feel like they're like, how do I say this? I feel like they are misdiagnosing the issue with stardom as being her reign on top, and it's not like, hey, they did this trios tournament that went two months that killed their storyline telling for for building stories around their card for their pay per views. And now I've seen a lot of people not show. thrilled. I've seen a lot of people not thrilled with the stardom booking this year. Yeah, because they shouldn't have done it too much. Like, so when they announced Triangle Derby, and I was in Japan when they announced it, I I thought like, or or no, I'm sorry, uh, before they rolled it out and let you know what it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like a Cinderella tournament was a single nomination thing, right? Then mm-hmm. I heard like, oh, it's a round robin. I was like, no, they're doing two months of this. I said this to Velcatch. It's like they're doing mm-hmm. two months of this. This isn't good. Yeah, it, like it should have been like single elimination kind of thing, like, and um, Rich, they did a two, they did a, they did a two, because I kind of like it, like as far as like you know they built up to the end of the year show, right? Do the big title change, and then you kind of like let the roster kind of take it easy over the next, you know, month. But they went two months with it. Yeah, 
and this is also like stardom. Sorry, there are storylines in stardom, but most of them are subtle storylines that aren't big things except for things that like go long form go long form. The only people that are really consistently good at that are Julie and Tam. So once you do that, it's like, all right, you got a lot of people just lost in a wash almost and everything's about like, okay, like is Walk gonna get her first win? Is uh Lady C going to join Donna Del Mondo? Um like it, it's small stuff. So like when you're just watching a glut of trios matches, why that's all happening is like, yeah, I can see why people are unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have the anniversary show. The anniversary show is, uh, the main event is, uh, Julia versus Suzu. And then the match isn't, doesn't deliver in the way that you were hoping. And it, in a way it was like, all right, the last match we got was great. It was really great. And we didn't get a winner. It went to a time and draw. We want to see a winner this time. And it's like, oh, this match isn't as good as the match they had first so that leaves you you know great match but like still leaves you disappointed and then you get mm-hmm. the the Maya Yuki match and it's like okay so she's this is not her second defense against someone that's not actually in fucking stardom for the red belt it's, it's more Julia wrestling ice ribbon wrestlers old ice ribbon wrestlers in stardom and it's like oh so this match just went to a double count out like a 19 or 18 minute 17 minute double double count out and then the two yeah. matches before were way better okay great match but it wasn't like you know it wasn't Hazuki and Kamatani it wasn't Starlight Kid and Azumi um so like people talking about our title reign I think like they're misdiagnosing it saying like the company's stale and it's because she's on top it's like no the company's stale because they did a a two month trios tournament to start the year Mm -hmm. like tag league historically you look at New Japan you look at stardom like when you do it's a downtime of the year. It's a downtime of the year. Now you're doing trios wrestling. That's even less over than traditionally than tag team wrestling. Like what do mm-hmm. you this was this was like if you were to predict what was going to happen, what's more likely to happen, it was going to stay super hot or it was going to go down, you would have picked it going down. And then sure enough, that's what happened. Um mm-hmm. so like, yeah, I'm not I'm I am i am not a person that's like trying to hear any other thing people talking down on Julia's uh defenses or her title reign. It is what it is. It's been hurt by what is go- what's the two first two months of the year were like. Once they got out of it and got to Julia and Tam, it immediately got hot again. And like the thing with the Julia title the, uh, title reign is like there's still matches. She still has the match with Tommy, which I quite frankly thought was going to happen at this show, but they did the Tam thing and maybe just do it early so they can build Tam up to get to the belt at the end of the year. Um, you still have the part where like Hazuki beat. Uh, Julia in the five star Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You still have Mariah beat Julia in the five star Grand Prix, and also just one Cinderella. Um, you have a match where, like, if you want to, you could put Micah and Fukuoka. Um, and you have the part where, like, Julia and Mayu are one, one, and three against each other lifetime. Like, in their last three matches have all been time limit draws. So you could do that anytime you want to. Like, so there are programs for Julia to do that are actually with starting wrestlers. <laughs> like don't, don't 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 be don't think that's not the case. So, so like she still has that stuff. They just front loaded it with this stuff. They, I guess it's get to the good stuff at the end or in the middle of the year. I don't know. But um mm-hmm. I will say like if you look at like the list of things that just instant programs you could do with Tam, you you is long the list is longer, but it's like 
just do the Julia stuff and then do that. Like, especially given the time, like if, if t- Mayu is going to be IWGP champion, I don't want to see a cha- uh, IWGP champion versus red belt match between Julia, between Tam and Mayu. Let, let uh, Mayu have her reign or whatever else. Hell or have it, lose it off to Tommy or Shuri or whoever. And then like when Tam gets it, Tam and you get the, the big spring show 2024. You do you do the Mayu and Tam match there, and Tam finally beats Mayu there. I think there's um like Mer- Julia is actually right now sending out tweets talking about she wants a match against Mercedes, yeah, I saw double that. belt match. So maybe that's something to put in put into play as well. Just to consider that. Yeah, I seems kind of far fetched, but I mean, it, I just I, never know. I don't. Okay, I think that as far as it happening, I've never heard. I I see why Julia would say she want that match. I have not seen Mercedes say a thing about Julia. It's oh, always been uh, like it's always been it's like on Twitter right now. They they going at it right now on Twitter. Oh, okay. So you, okay, I'm, I meant before. I meant like before today. Like I saw that earlier on Tokyo Sports that Julia said that she wanted to wrestle. Mercedes, but like before then, like when she first came in and she mentioned Russell, she wanted to wrestle. She's like, she mentioned like Tam and Azumi, or sorry, AZM, people like Kyrie and Mayu. Um, I think maybe even Starlight Kid, but she didn't mention, you know, she didn't mention Julia. Um, so yeah, they can do that, and that's fine. Um, I don't like the idea of a double cha- double IWGP and Red Belt champion, whatever. I don't know, but like I will say this, like. It'll be it'll, you and Josh will finally be able to say like, hey, we finally we finally doing this thing with this IWGP belt as far as trying to close out this this stardom and turn it into a women's division for New Japan that y'all were peddling like a year ago. So, um, I think that helps towards your agenda. I don't know if y'all even are still on that, but who knows? Something to be aware of. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I expect. Uh, but either way, as far as like this build through this match and um, the program has been phenomenal. Um, and like. Even, like, you know, I said this, like, after the five-star Grand Prix final, I said, like, this is, like, the definitive, like, of this era of starting, like, this is the definitive, um, like, feud, and, um, you, you at the time, you, you had pushed back, and you were saying, like, well, what about Utami and Shuri? Well, the thing about the Tommy Shuri is that I, I think the matches have been better with Tommy and Shuri, right? The top two are better than the top two Julia and Tam matches. But the part where it's like you actually like the far as feeling it before in the program and like these in like Utami and Shuri are just the best wrestlers and they respect each other's crafts and just one one to beat the other for the belt. Simple simple storytelling. Mm-hmm. Tam and Julia hate each other in a way that, like, we could have put that shit on Monday Night Raw <laughs> in the '90s, and it would have gone right in the same way. Like, just like you put, you lay out what they've done to each other, what they've taken from each other, what they've flipped up, stolen faction members from each, or taken faction members from each other, and and the hair match, all that kind of stuff. It's like it is just so when you lay it out, it's like it. This has been the definitive thing as far as like as far as carrying the, the top stories of the, of the promotion, um, over time in 2000, from 2000, you know, 20 at different points, 2021 and 22. Yeah. I just, um, 
it's awesome, and this was like the best part of it because they they just playing off all the history they've had with each other already, and um, I expect them to have their best match, and I've already thought they had two matches that were like both given uh, four of the quarters to, and I I think they're gonna go out there and they're gonna top it. So um, I'm interested to see like how violent this thing gets. I'm interested to see if there's blood. Um, yeah, I think Look, they're just gonna have they, awesome they match. can't split no wigs in the lead up and then not do it in the real match. That's I that's how, I know how I feel too. Um, but yeah, I, I who knows? Like we might look, we <laughs> we might see a violet screwdriver from off the second rope. I we, I don't know. What, like we're gonna see something wild. Like we're definitely gonna see tables. Um, through yeah, the so, Japanese table. Yeah. Um. You know, they didn't use tables on each other before. They did in uh, the hair match. But, yeah, like, this is going to be awesome. They need to make this a death match. Quit playing. They could have. They could have. Maybe they can't get away with that. Maybe they were like, nah, refrain from that. You can you can do it, but you can't call it that. But, uh, yeah, like, I expect an awesome match. And, um, yeah, I expect this, like, they had this match. And Julia wins. And the people that were talking about her title reign and whatever else, they can promptly stop talking about what her reign isn't doing because this is the, you know, one of the best programs worldwide going on right now, maybe the best. And they'll have a match to match it. And you'd be like, all right, well, she won the belt in an absolute classic. And the potential that she has some super awesome match this weekend too, to go with it. And along with her other two matches that were also great. So it was like, what are we, what is this? What are we doing now? So, yeah, um, I'm excited for Tam, I'm excited for Julia, um, and I'm excited for the rest of the year once we get past this and figure out what's going to happen with, like, Marai and Cinderella and all that kind of stuff and what's going to happen at the Fukuoka show and um, getting into, like, the summer before we get to the five-star Grand Prix in August or early July. I don't think the date's on that yet. So, but yeah, um, that's all I got on the show. Yeah, man. Wow, we've talked over forever. Yeah, yeah, let's, 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 let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to read some wrap you listen listen this with. Uh, if you're watching from the stream, you can go to the Cash App and the PayPal. If you're listening uh, from the podcast, go to the show notes and um, look for our link to the Red Circle for donations. And appreciate sure y'all supporting the streams, too. Like, we've seen some funds start rolling in at random. So, appreciate you guys. Yeah. And be sure to... Um, listen to the other shows on the network. Besides Malaysian Radio, you have Keeping the Strong Style, The Rick and Clyde Rushing Show, Grown Man Watches Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, 8 Bit Suplex, All Things Elite. Uh, and if I didn't mention, I'll mention it again. Grown Man Watches Shit, uh, Get in the Ring, uh, Meet the Press Slam, and Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. The Elite doesn't need to wrestle CM Punk. CM Punk needs to wrestle the Elite.